What's up and welcome back to Kinda Funny's MCU in review. That's right. We're going back to where it all began. As always, I'm Tim Geddes, joined by the producer slash seducer, Nick Scarpino. You were born for this. The big dog, Kevin Coelho. The nitro rifle, Andy Cortez. You were born for this. And Greg Miller. Hi. How you doing? If you're, not, if, you're, if you're listening to MP3, everybody, go immediately to the YouTube video and look at Tim's costume because it's amazing. I did, amazing. I did. I said I was going to do it, and then I did it. Did I We're decide to do it last minute? Yeah, but I made it happen, though. And here it doesn't look are. like you did it last minute. You have, of course, if you didn't know, it's a Tim version of Scarlet Witch here. You got the Scarlet Witch crown on. You got red contacts in, which is just disturbing, and then a red bomber jacket, the gloves. You went on. It, it looks like you planned it longer than last minute. Yeah, yeah. Well, I didn't because this is kind of funny's MCU in review where each and every week we get together and rank and review different film franchises. Uh, this is the first one that we ever did way back leading into Infinity War. And now we're about to add WandaVision to the mix. But next week, we are going to start a new in review franchise. We're doing Godzilla leading into Godzilla versus Kong. We are also continuing Pixar in review with Monsters, Inc. Uh, you could watch the show on YouTube youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com you can also listen to it as a podcast by searching your favorite podcast service for kind of funny reviews if you want to get the show ad free and if you want to watch it live as it's being recorded you can go to patreon.com slash kind of funny just like our patreon producers uh nanobiologist and sven mikhail both did thank you both very very much today thank you all thank you tim real quick um mm -hmm. I didn't notice the red contacts at first. Mm -hmm. I was doing my own thing over here. They look very, very cool. I think next time, Kevin, we plan something out. We get him chroma green contacts, full eyeball, chroma green. Jesus. Chroma that, that out and like then that. add like like glowing effects, you know, like. L little nicks in my eyes. I was going to say a little don't Elizabeth Olsen. Please Olsen's, don't do yeah, that. No, please don't. I'm fine with that. Yeah, no, no, no. We don't need anything like what that. But just, you know that? what I mean, Kevin? Like yeah, a, like a, what, like a, but, we could just put Andy, a, an MP4 behind. What's let me on? take it a little further. What if we do that okay. one scene where uh, Doctor Strange, you know, how he's falling through everything and everything keeps like expanding and growing, mm -hmm. and we have that kind of visuals going on behind <laughs> his eyes? I know it'll be small, that but be like, for the kids that zoom in, I feel yeah. like that. Also, you could go to YouTube and we could play <laughs> Iron Man Three because it's up there. <laughs> That's how I watched it the first time. It's up there illegally, and I think <laughs> he, we could just have that in the eyeballs. Sure, sure, That's easy. Sure, oh, we could sure. just bootleg Iron Man 3 that way? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, so what are we calling him now? Because I'm, I'm, I'm racking my brain to try to figure out a good name for Scarlet Tim. Scarlet but Tim. all I can come up with is <laughs> Tim. <laughs> oh, that just feels oh, right. Perfect. Uh, boys, today we are talking about WandaVision, a runtime of around four hours and 30 minutes. Uh, that's just actual content, not including credits and all that stuff. Uh, it was released on January 15th through March 5th, 
over nine episodes on Disney+. Plus. The showrunner was Jacqueline Schaefer, who show ran this and also has co-written Captain Marvel and the upcoming Black Widow uh, in partnership with the director, Matt Shockman, who is a American film, television, and theater director and former child actor. He's directed episodes of The Great, WandaVision, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Fargo, and Game of Thrones. Um, but the cool, interesting thing here is he directed every single episode of the season, and that is not common for no, uh, television shows. Show. So it was done more like a movie. Uh, music was done by Christoph Beck, who won an Emmy for his work on Buffy, but he also did the soundtrack to Ant-Man. I thought he did a killer job with this one, too. Uh, budget of $225 million, which averages out to about $25 million an episode. Uh, and there was a ton of quotes talking about how that is it's all VFX and practical set building in the first couple episodes and that there are al- almost as many VFX shots in this as Endgame. Wow. Which is absolutely That's crazy. Wild. The finale oh, the just happened. Equal though, right? No. Oh. The VFX shots, no. like sp- certainly this last oh, episode. No. Yeah. All right. Uh, Greg Miller, hey, what did you think? You just saw the finale. Oh, so, yeah, where are we doing this? So this is MCU in review, but we've been doing yeah. the reactions. Of course, you can get all the reactions on YouTube. You can get all the reactions on the Screencast podcast feed. But we, we're starting off talking about the final episode here? Yeah, start off top of the finale, and then we'll get into our thoughts about the overall. I mean, the overall, include them here in the finale as well, and then we'll get into the plot and all that stuff. Sure. I mean, I, I, we loved WandaVision. I loved WandaVision. Uh, I think this last episode didn't stick the landing entirely in terms of a few different, I don't know. It's hard to say. I think we had such highs in, in all the other episodes before this and the cliffhangers and the things like that, that to get here and then you get the answers to so many things. Like when, like when they did the boner thing, just looked at Jenna like, eh. <laughs> all right, that's how we're doing it. All right. Like whatever. That's, you know, you can put that out of the realm later. We'll bitch and moan about that. I'm sure on this episode, like for me, it, succeeds because at the end i cried when we got to the end and the walls were closing in and wanda and vision had their goodbye you know what i mean like that got me and that i think is what we're talking about here right of like for it to end on you know we, there were so many theories of how crazy it could get or what it was going to get to but to have it end with wandavision in the show wandavision ending their whole cycle here of grief and what they've gone through and you know what wanda's gone through on her end of it like that worked and so as a character study and a through line i think it it succeeded at what it said out to do. I mean, we loved, I loved every one of these reaction shows with you guys leading up to this MCU interview. I loved having something to, uh, for a week, chew on. I loved Thursdays being excited for Friday morning to wake up and see what was going on, having these little breakfast dates with Jen to watch it. And then t- as soon as it ends, you know, jump into all these different things about it. Uh, yeah, like I said, I don't think this was the best episode, but I enjoyed myself. Nick Scarpino, what do you think? Right there with Greg. I, I think this was an, uh, I think this was a good episode uh, that ended a great series, and it's unfortunate because I th- I feel like there's a lot of great stuff in here, um, and they delivered on the emotional note of the character development that Greg was talking about. Right, I really do think that by the time she comes full circle, she realizes she has to give up her family for this. Um, I just feel like she didn't. I feel like they just consequence at the end of it um i think mm-hmm. that that rambo so monica rambo kind of lets her off the hook she's like i i she's like i'm really sad for what i did but i'm thinking to myself you know there's a whole town of people you should be apologizing to behind you and you're not and she just apologizes to monica rambo who she's only really only interacted with a handful of times here meanwhile uh the the mom from that 70s show is like fucking kill me like let it be <laughs> out of here <laughs> Well, and, and she's just like, hey, I'm really sorry about this, but I'm going to go figure out on my – and I was like, yeah, it's really cool. Don't worry about it. it and I, I, I would have liked to have seen her um, 
I think the beats were there. I would have liked to have seen them push it a little further at the end. And I to really, really feel her pain of having to see her. Because when she sees the kids start getting ripped apart, I thought it should have ended there where she should have had to be like, I have to make this decision now. And she's like, I'm sorry, Vision. I'm sorry to my kids. And then that's the last time she got to see them because that's kind of what the character deserves. Because really, at the end of the day, she's still the bad guy in this. But overall, hey, don't I come really in here and drink my Ragu Bagu Kool-Aid. All right. We'll get there when we get there. All right. All right. Um, but overall, I really enjoyed it. And I think that, um, I, you know, I think you, the, the way it ended was satisfying. I just uh, I just wish they would have pushed it a little bit further. Andy Cortez. I enjoyed the hell out of it. I, I'm still with you all. I'm still with Nick and Greg. Um, I think I I wish I hadn't seen a tweet last week after mm. the, after last week's episode ended where um, Agnes is floating in the air with uh, holding the kids by their throats with their, her purple magic or whatever. And it said the like the Disney Channel original movie energy is so strong in this scene <laughs> and i and that's stuck in my brain so for that whole fight sequence in the daytime in the streets i couldn't get my mind off of that it felt cheesy i didn't love the kids getting involved in the fight i didn't love um vision on vision <laughs> type fighting or whatever huh. i thought the kid i thought the kids getting involved was just really cheesy and i was like uh, I kind of, I just don't really give a fuck about them. Like, they, they, I just don't care about the fuck them kids, my, Michael Jordan or whatever. Um, but the whole ending of it made the episode worth it. I thought the whole, like, third act of the of the episode was awesome. The um, It just got really emotional. I'm right there with Greg. I got very teary-eyed towards the end, saying the goodbyes to each other. Um, I... Yeah, I enjoyed the hell out of it, and it was a, like Nick said, a good episode, good ending to a great season. Go ahead, Greg Miller. Fuck if I can kids, just jump Michael in here, you're saying, oh, sorry, what was it? <laughs> yeah, what? yeah, no, that definitely <laughs> went over all of our heads. I vaguely remember Fuck These Kids from my Jordan. It's a meme. It's always on the yeah, internet. Yeah, yeah, uh, My this thing, though, is more thing about going on. Yeah. Where's the internet? It's going to piddle out. This whole internet thing. Uh, no, my thing is I wanted to jump off of something you had said, but now we're talking about Michael Jordan, so I totally got derailed. So go on. Kevin Coelho. What do you think? I mean, overall, the season was very good. It was really entertaining. Did it stick the landing? I, I think that what this tells us is like where our expectations should be in the future uh, for these shows. Where it's like we like I, I wanted something huge that would tie into the like bigger MCU, and we get little things of like that. Like the, there's two post credit scenes that are clearly leading to something, but. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I think that the, it did kind of a couple things that really bummed me out. Um, mm. I, I enjoyed most of this episode, but it did, it, you know, it, it brings back, um, Vision. So he's not dead. And then weirdly, he just kind of, well, he's go. not the same Vision though, right? Like that's no, something that's is. interesting to play with. Like he literally he has the memories, but he doesn't have the emotions. He does not, he's still... He's a computer that remembers what Vision remembers, but I don't think he has the emotions. I, don't, I mean, I don't, I don't think that's right. I mean, he was Tim. blanked. So I have a read on this that I, I haven't seen anybody on the internet talking about, which is weird because I thought it was pretty straightforward. But Vision was talking about uh, the, the White Vision's mission was to kill the Vision, right? And he's like a robot. He, he just does what he's told. And I thought that our Vision played, or the Hex Vision played like a mind trick on him because it ends with him saying, I am the Vision. And when he leaves, I kind of got the idea that he killed himself as a robot because that was his 
job to do. Oh. He got like logic tricked. Oh no! Oh, no. I, I, that, I, right? I thought they both walked away thinking neither of them is weird. Wait, I thought they both otherwise. walked away thinking neither of them were the vision or the real oh, vision. Or first off, I, I mean, I'm, I love that scene. I think that was the strongest scene, one of the stronger scenes in the in the finale. Because um, I love how they they bring up the, the analogy of the like the Greek ship, and he's like, yeah. "Are either of yeah. us it?" And he's like, "Either we're both it, and neither of us are it." But I I read that he was like he knew that he couldn't get out of the hex alive, and so he basically gave him his memories and was like, "Go go about be the vision now and yeah. be different. You're going to be different, but you're going to be you're going to exist in the world outside and be and evolve eventually to the, hopefully to the point where I'm at where you can feel the emotions and all that stuff." Yeah, because even that one single line delivery of him saying, "I am vision." or I am the vision or whatever the hell he said sounded completely different from every other line delivery that he had had, which is very robotic. Even, the, you know, even his, yeah. I, I don't and his eyes the, changed, right? Didn't the eyes change? Yeah. So I, th- yeah. I thought that was kind of him breaking out of his programming part of it, yeah. that he is more sentient, but I didn't take it that he was like fully back to being vision vision. I thought it was just like a reprogramming of, Hey, here's all, everything that I went through. Here's everything like in your brain now. Now you understand what the hell everything, and obviously they uh, super fast machine learning. These processor chips are they're really fast. <laughs> they're fast There's no fast. semiconductor oh God, uh, shortage there. Wait, the, but yeah, I want one. I from what like what I felt was happening is he was saying, uh, like you have all the memories of your previous life. They've just kept them away from you. I'm gonna let you see them. So I assumed that that kind of reverts him back to the person that died like you know they got the infinity stone removed from his head yeah right that's what i thought too kevin yeah. I, i'm pretty sure i thought that this just meant like vision is still out there now we don't know where yeah. or how which, and to me brings up another thing which makes no sense like why would vision leave like how why would he not like literally wanda is like yeah he i guess now he remembers getting killed twice but why wouldn't he immediately go to Wanda and be like, "Hey, I'm back. Hey, I'm back, and let's. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna help fight this thing. We needed uh-huh. Vision will return. We needed that little at the ending. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. There's I, a lot. I, I mean, I, that's. I think they leave it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong, but I would think they're leaving it. He's not on screen fighting, and he's not on screen dying, and he's not whatever because they want to leave that open and have us ask these questions until he pops maybe, up again. Yeah, maybe it it's just, another beat, a different, a different show later down the line. Who knows? It just or a different movie. It, it bugs me because um, it, this kind of reminds me. It, it feels so much like um, Agent Nebula. No, Shield? Nebula at the end of Endgame. Where not Nebula? Gamora. Gamora at the end of, of Endgame, where it's like, oh, I guess that character's back, but like all of that doesn't make. They're not really sense. back. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah, 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 I think that's are. what I thought. Like, so, sorry. So what, what I was trying to say in the beginning was that this is kind of devaluing death in the MCU. Where it's totally. like, yeah, I know. No it's, you're going dying. back to like the yeah. James Gunn thing, right? Where like when he killed Yondu and everybody's like, oh, he'll be back. And James Gunn was like, I'm not bringing back Yondu because death needs to mean something in, the, in my movies or whatever. I understand what you're saying. I think that what it does, though, is it open up interesting story possibilities of – there is this vision now that has Vision's memories, I, and he is the Vision, but I think he also remembers that he's not the Vision, and I think that's a character thing for him to wrestle with. Of He has all these memories, and he has this thing, but is that really who he is? Is that what he has to go do? It's like a, uh, uh, the movies where you'll see somebody get cloned, and then they have to deal with the fact that, uh, you know, what's the clone actually want to do? Does it have its own personality, or should it march to the beat that already happened with the original version kind of thing? I feel like that's what they're setting up here. 
I guess the, the, this what they're setting up is like the struggle between Vision, like what is he? Because before the Mind Stone was part of him, and like there's that moment which I I think is one of the strongest moments this season has, where he's about to die, or the 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 Vision that is was created by Wanda is about to die, and he's kind of like, what am I? Like I was a machine, then I was alive, then I was a dream. Then I became real, and now I'm going back to nothing. And it's like, wow, what a what a nice little it, reminiscent to that the Blade Runner speech, you know, at the oh, raindrops. Sure. Yeah, yeah, that was really good because he cries for the first time, and he's like, now I actually feel like I'm really, really feeling these emotions. But are they real? What am I? And I, I feel like he's setting it up too. Like he knows that other visions out there. And I, my, my read on it again because we're just taking interpretations of which I love is that. Vision's memories got unlocked, right? Because that's what he did when he tapped his skull. He was able to get into whatever files were locked and encrypted for him. Unlocked all the Vision memories, but he still had the programming. He still had all those things to wrestle with, and he shot off to go wrestle with that and try to figure out who the fuck he actually is and where he actually stands on whatever's going on. So I think when he comes back, he's not the Vision we knew before WandaVision. <laughs> he's going to... Because he has information that our... The, one, the Vision in WandaVision doesn't have, right? We saw... Endgame, we saw the the stone get not Endgame. The, we saw Infinity War where the stone's getting ripped out of his head, right? Which our vision and WandaVision had been told about, but this is the actual vision memories of being killed in there. But what do you do if you have memories, but you also have another personality you've been developing and everything else? Is that yeah. overrided? How does that work? How does it work without the Mind Stone? All those questions. I think yes, maybe yeah. if the robot sounded like somebody else, I'd assume he's just going to be somebody else. But the fact that it's like it. It's still Paul Bettany. Bro, and, when you got Paul Bettany's and, voice, you got to use that voice. Bro. But I also think that opens it up. I, I hear you, Andy, but I think that's like one of the things they want to do is that I think they, if they want to go down that storyline thread, right, it's going to be that Wanda sees the vision doing vision shit. And he's like, hey, I know that we had, you had a thing with the other me, but that wasn't me, even though I have those kind of memories and I'm struggling to find out who I am kind of thing. Yeah. And you have that push and pull of it. Or Tim, you know, what did you think of this episode? Uh, and, and that is from the comics, by the way, what Craig just said. The, I thought the, so. With the white vision storyline is like it's essentially that want to be in like vision and she and he's essentially like you're you're not my partner or whatever i am exactly with it sounds like all of you guys like nick totally nailed it this is a good episode in a i would say fantastic season of television and just mcu in general uh i think that all the emotional beats were like perfectly handled i think that as a whole the storyline was very well kind of wrapped up and, and gave me uh, a lot of very a lot of satisfaction that I was looking for uh, in ways that I totally was not expecting. This episode surprised the hell out of me. All the theories totally off. Every single thing was a little bit off, and I. This is why I trust the MCU because even when they don't give me the thing that I'm expecting or give me the thing that I'm theorizing or you know hoping for or whatever, they're giving me something. I'm like, well, shit, that was that was actually really good, and that's mm -hmm. why you had this job and I don't. Yeah. Um, but it's one of those things that in the sense of building the universe or multiverse or whatever, I am very shocked and surprised at some of the choices they made. And then uh, I do think the Quicksilver choice sucks, uh, at least currently. And that can always change. And, you know, they can wreck on whatever they want to do or whatever. Or maybe not wreck on if they actually have a plan for it. But that definitely was a, was a letdown. However, I knew it. I, it was... I, I had a feeling, Tim. I had a feeling, man. I was <laughs> like, I, I don't want this to be for all for naught. And it feels totally. like. It boner, you know, we got a boner joke. We got a dick yeah. joke at the end of the day. Yeah. But the thing with that, though, is like it is, although it bums me out that we're not getting this multiverse stuff yet, it feels good and satisfying because it's not like what they gave us wasn't set up great. I didn't theorize on the show talking about Ralph the whole goddamn time. Turns out, like, I was like, Ralph has to be important because they keep bringing it up. 
it is. It's just Quicksilver. It's not Mephisto or whatever the hell else we're talking about. So it's like, okay, this show really did a good job at doing what it set out to do. And maybe it didn't do the best job of having the most get hype cameo moments of all time, but that's fine because in some ways it did, even if Quicksilver didn't turn out to be the Quicksilver we thought it was going to be. And that end credit scene, like post credit scene of Wanda doing the astral projection stuff with the Doctor Strange music playing in the back, I'm like, fuck yeah, let's go. I wish we could watch Doctor Strange now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I think we're all in agreement. I think the just to go back to the the point of vision. Well, there's a couple points for, for this of criticism for me that I think like I'm glad they didn't do the vision thing at the end. I'm glad they didn't do him landing and being like, "Who am I? What am I? Let's figure this out." Because I think that would have been a little too much of a happy ending for the series and specifically for the character of WandaVision, who I think is now having to go into like a second chapter of her life of actually trying to figure out who she is, and that might not have the best consequences as far as her being a hero. Um, I feel like and if I can jump into that's it, because sure. I'm going to let you guys swear, Nick. Uh, but that's also why I was happy they didn't end it with Vision and the kids being pulled apart and her having to make the decision, right? She's already done that in Infinity War, having to sacrifice Vision twice. Yeah. Now we got to see the goodbyes. Now she has closure. Again, this whole thing was about her grief, right? Yeah. And so yeah. when you think about it from that small character being, I'm happy with where it went. Sorry, back to you, Nick. Um, and then the other thing I think that they I think they severely underutilized, especially for the last few episodes, was Monica Rambo's character, who I thought they should have yes. probably focused a little bit more on because she, to me, at the beginning of the series, was not the lead protagonist, but she was the, the detective. Hero. She was know? the detective. She was the one figuring all this stuff out. And I just sort of I just thought she was going to play a much bigger role um, in the last couple episodes. And then they were going to have to come to a head where not not necessarily a fight, but have there be like a hey you got to go to jail now. You can't, you can't just leave. And then Monica just sort of lets her off the hook. And I'm like, Oh, that's weird. Like this character just went from being Nick. really, really cool to like, not to just kind of like, man, eh, bland. What's up, Andy? Nick, what we needed is what we needed is the rock Vin Diesel. I'll be seeing you. You know, a moment like that where like there's there's nothing wrong with obviously like they had some really good nuance here um in in the character development with, with Monica and uh being the sort of realizing that hey maybe Wanda's struggling with this, maybe she's not necessarily hundred percent to blame because she might not be able to control us. We need to figure out what's going on by going in there. But then they just had the generic the guy the character that I wish they had just not even included in this, which was the the, the leader, yeah, hey, terrible. Terrible. Just one-dimensional character who they couldn't even figure out what to do with at the end. So they just hit him with a car, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, I got some trapped in this car, You're and I can't possibly do anything else." Um, and so I think it was. I think it's annoying. I think it's unfortunate because the way they the, the way they solved the the vision stuff, I thought was really clever and really smart. And that's what I expected from. That's what I expect from these TV shows. You can't do the big effects things as good as Endgame. So don't wow me with spectacle because because to Andy's point, it's going to end up like a Disney original, right? Wow me with something clever, i.e. Monica Rambo being the detective and figuring mm -hmm. out that key thing that she needed to unlock Wanda to get her to stop doing the things, which she sort of did along the way. But I was just like, wow, all the, the only main like hero beat they gave her was stopping a bullet. And even then, I'm like, I don't I'm confused by this because I don't know her power. No one's explaining to me what these powers are. Yeah, that was my I think. Uh I loved Monica, obviously, from the introduction and all the early stuff and, you know, the endgame flashback, all that stuff, fantastic. For me, I'm right there with you, Nick, and I think the problem starts when she pushes through the wall. 
when she pushes through the wall that second time and gets her powers and becomes a full-blown photon and we get all the Captain Marvel dialogue and callbacks to it, it seems now on in, watching it in from you're now knowing how it ends, it feels like that is so shoehorned in to establish her to put her into Captain Marvel 2 or whatever it's going to be mm-hmm. at the end. Because, yeah, to bring her back, have her then get an end credit scene where, you know, Pedro's like, Snoopers gonna snoop, pull her aside, put her in the thing, bring her back out, she stops some bullets. It's just like... Why are you involved in this? Like, I wish we weren't using the limited screen time of this show to do this. Because, again, she's an amazing character. I like where they, they're going with her. But I feel like they're just trying to, okay, now give her some stuff so people are excited about her and they're going to know the thing. of Her stopping yeah. in for the bullets. You're right on the money with Hayward as well. Like, and this is what I was, when I lost my train of thought with Andy earlier. It all goes back to uh, when he was saying, uh, you know, oh, the fights in the street looking like Disney Channel originals, right? And stuff like that. When the episode started that way and then kept going that way, that's when I was like, oof, okay, like this isn't the strength of this. The strength of this is the conversation, right? When Mm -hmm. Vision and Vision, like you're talking about, get together and have the boat conversation, I was like, fuck yes, this is awesome. Cool. Even when. Agnes and uh, uh, Scarlet Witch go up into the sky and she's overloading her with power and, and she's miss shooting around her. And I was like, I don't, Jen's like, what's going on? I'm like, I think she might be trying to overload her, but I don't know why she's missing on purpose. And then when it happens, like, oh, that was, that was clever. That was good. That was I wish really that had clever. happened sooner so we could have gotten a conversation sooner. I wish the vision fight hadn't gone on as long. I didn't need as much, you know, I mean, I'd rather have that shortened a bit of them going invisible and going through each other and trying to tear out each other's stones, then get to the conversation. Then get to being supercomputers, you know, mm-hmm. get out of the witch fight faster so we can get to this really cool witch standoff and then wrap it all up. Yeah, my, my biggest issue with the fight scene stuff wasn't so much the look of it because, like, obviously it looks like shit. Like, we all can understand that and know it. But I thought that it was, like, I thought it went quick enough and, and it, it's it is the payoff. It's the end of the thing and we need to have the fight. And I hope that one day that's not the case. But I think that this kind of – it it built up to this and narratively it made sense that we got the, the fights yeah. the way that we did. So I'm okay with it. Cause it's like, I'd rather get this and know, okay, cool. The visions fought and it looked that way. Sure. But at least we, we know they fought, we know this happened then not having this at all. And, you know, having it turned into to whatever, but uh, I really was more upset with, okay. So we have a witch on witch fight and we've seen what Dr. Strange can do with cool fight scenes and stuff. Mm-hmm. And we really just get, this color versus this color, like blasting mm-hmm. against each other. Like that to me was the thing where I'm like, come on guys, like do something cool with your witch powers that we've seen, like your reality powers. You're like, come on. But well, they go, I they end up, the rune stuff end was up cool. Bringing her back to, um, and I was right there with you too, or I was like, God, this is all this is going to be. And then she does the thing where she's like, and goes back into her brain and brings her back to that reality of like that, that horrible moment for her. But then it gets twisted on her. And I was like, okay, we're getting there. We're getting there. Um, but yeah, I think they could have pushed that. I think they could have been, I mean, if they'd had another hundred million dollars, we'd have gotten freaking kaleidoscope world with Dr. Strange and all that stuff, which would have been cool. But again, to the point of it, like I, I was, I knew there was going to be a big fight here. And I was like, I'm not, I'm not looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to how they cleverly wrap this up. And they did deliver in that. And the ruin stuff was like that, that got me. I was like, what? I was right there with Greg too. I was like, what the hell is she doing? And then when it's revealed, when you see the first one, I was like, that's fucking clever. That was awesome. That's smart. You learned from something that happened the last episode, we bring that forward. There's the payoff. We get a payoff with Vision, the kids, whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> and then and then the Agnes payoff is great. Like oh, yeah. where she's like, she's like, you're gonna need me. She goes, well, if I do, I'll know where to find you. And I'm like, wow, you are the bad guy because that's a fucked up thing to do to someone. But hey, you know, it's, I'm looking it's, forward it's to when they get her. Is. Yeah, they're gonna. You know, I, you know that's one. coming. Whatever in three yeah, movies like, or, I, or not three years or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how the time think, works in MCU. 
my my issue with any of the fightings was visuals. Like I I expected the visuals to be not on par with the movies. It was just that whole sort of vibe. And like Greg, you absolutely nailed it. Saying when it starts off with the fights and it keeps going, I was not feeling much of any of that until. Like again, that's not what really interested me in the show. It was the it was the emotional yeah. moments between characters. It was the the you know it was the dialogue. It was seeing these characters bounce off uh, back and forth, and I I wanted to get back to that sort of emotional center. I wanted that shit to be depressing and cut deep. Like I I wanted to feel sad, you know. And during the whole action sequences, I just wasn't giving a shit until sort of the red sky moment i think that's yeah. where i started to really dig that and even though it was the blasts like getting inside of her head i, I out loud i was like oh gotcha bitch like fuck yeah, that's <laughs> so cool and, yeah. and when she went again, in there I, that was like the first part i was like all right fuck yeah here we go here we go, here we go. yeah yeah i just thought that was super clever but again yeah the having the payoff with the rune thing is i think the perfect way to have a payoff for something that was mentioned that wasn't you know, I'm going to beat this over the head, but still important enough that everybody remembers it and isn't like some random callback. Exactly. You're like, oh, really? That's the answer? That's kind of bizarre. Like if the final answer was check out this bunny or whatever, like, <laughs> or, or just like, any of those, I think it was like the perfect callback. Um, but yeah, the I think the episode ended phenomenally. Um, and, oh, yeah. But how did, uh, I have a question. How did Boner have Quicksilver powers? With the necklace. Got it. Okay. So Agnes was sort of giving him that, put those powers. That's why when she pulled it, he went back to Boner. By the way, got it. Greg, Greg probably got the the growing the homage, pains. but it's a, yeah. it's a reference to Growing Pains, the best friend on Growing Pains, whose name was Boner. And when and all throughout eighties, I was like, I don't think they should be calling this kid Boner. I'm a child, but even I know this is an inappropriate <laughs> joke wrong. for a television show, and they know when to give a fuck. It was like eight seasons. <laughs> Two things I really, really, really liked about this episode and the show overall. But first off, is the Scarlet Witch outfit. She looks God, so, good. Good. so yeah, incredibly looks, looks cool. dope. Costume design is fucking off the chain. And I love that we see the second version at the end with like the like cloaky looking thing yeah, yeah. over it. I'm like, fuck, this is so rad. She's perfect. And I love her so much. For so long, one of my biggest criticisms of the MCU is the, you know, kind of whatever score, like character themes. And pretty much since Guardians, they've been doing a good job of having Guardians have a theme song, Doctor Strange have a theme song. And now Wanda has a song and they keep giving it to her, which I really like, because eventually when she's in other movies, we'll get hints of that. Uh, and I just think that's important for the character growth and your character overall, like us understanding them. And the other thing I loved about the whole show in this episode in particular was how dark it is. Like they committed to this being fucked up and the story of what she did to this, these people is yeah. so grim and mm -hmm. like dirty and nasty. And in this episode, seeing them kind of deal with it and like Dottie, like having that conversation with her, it's like, Yo, this is really scary, actually. Yeah. And then her having to say goodbye as the the hex is coming in, it's like like putting the kids in the room. It's like, oh my god, this sounds like some real true crime shit. Like, oof. Also, but, shout out to Deborah Joe Rupp from That Seventy Show for just looking the exact same that she'd look back in the day. Like, <laughs> I was mom. Yeah. Amazing it job. Doesn't help that they actually dressed her in like some of those clothes still. That's true. Like, you're, you're like, oh, that's, that's definitely weird. true. Um, so, what, oh, sorry. I was just gonna say, like, I, I feel like the the kids, her letting go of the kids and them dying, wasn't as impactful because, like, it it still only has been a couple like weeks, right? Yeah, but with all the the way that their mind, like, with the way that the hex works and the reruns and the sitcoms and all that, like, we we don't know. 
Like all, like yeah, what I, I, she I just feels. Think that, like, it, yeah, she has the emotional connection. I mean, even though they're fake, she carried them, right? Like there's something going on. And I mean, and I'm not day. at all saying it's for like, yeah, but I'm, yeah, well, again, well, like, she's a witch and has superpowers. So I mean, well, I'm I mean, not, the post credits kind of. Yeah, but yeah, that's true. Maybe she's right, right, right. That's back, true. But we do hear their voices. For, for me, what it meant, what what it was, was her letting go of everything that could have been. And that was, I think, to me, the sad thing where she's – to Greg's point, the whole thing is about her cycle of grief, right? Where she's just like is still processing yeah. this 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 death of what could have been her life with her husband and potentially having those children. Um, and I, in that regard, I think that's why this series to me really, really shines is that it's literally a physical manifestation of someone's grief. But what? But if that person had enough grief to bring that shit into the real world. Uh, so to me, the kids that, – that when they did tuck the kids in, I was like, okay, that that is a good scene. Um, but the more, the more salient, more pressing scene to me was just that one with vision. I think it was so beautifully written too, where she's like, he's like, what am I? She goes, you're, you're like uh, my love and my hope and a little bit of my despair as well. You're all of this. And he's like, well, it was really, they're both great. I mean, but there you're, that's, what's so cool about this series is that like, I mean, this is no disrespect to TV actors and it's not, it's not to say that like Randall Park can't obviously make the transition to movies, Kat Denning as well. And I'm sure, um, Monica Rambo's character will eventually be in movies as well. And I'm sure she'll do well. But Paul Bettany and Elizabeth Olsen are just fucking triple A, man. And when they share those scenes together, it really does elevate it. Um, and it's sh- and, and and you know to our earlier points, like the effects and stuff, it's all serviceable to me. It's good enough to get to the point where when these two are on screen together, I'm really in and I'm really invested and I want to see more of it. Like I wanted to see him land at the end of the cabin and be like hey let's talk about this but i know that's not right for the story yet right i know we're not we don't deserve that just yet um that's my my thing uh with it of like the questioning over what's going on with white vision and yeah does death matter in the mcu if they're going to keep bringing back people like gamora like vision doing just a little bit different loki yeah great point tim uh for this vision in particular right like I love Paul Bettany so much that I would fucking adore if they were like, we're doing WandaVision season two. And obviously it's not this sitcom shit at all. It literally is this white vision trying to figure out eventually running into Scarlet Witch, them going, you know what I mean? Like having this whole thing and having Paul Bettany is because it like, there's a bit of fourth wall breaking, like with the conversation you were talking about it, right? Kev of, I started as a voice without a body. Then I had a body, but not a soul. And now I have a soul, but I'm not, I'm in a dream. I wonder what I'll be next. Like, Paul Bettany can play all those different things a little bit different enough to where he's getting such a we're getting such an interesting character study on what all these versions of Vision slash Jarvis are. And so I, I'm so glad they figured out a way to possibly keep him in the MCU, but have it not be the same. And so we get to go through that experience again of watching him change and grow and learn again. You know, we just did Civil War last night in our rewatch. And it's that, you know, we're right in the thick of it then with WandaVision. It's just seeing how he's changed from uh, Age of Ultron to Civil War to now WandaVision again. Like, it's crazy. Before we get to the plot, let me tell you about our sponsors. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Me Undies. I love Me Undies. I've loved Me Undies since the day I first put them on my body. And I haven't been able to stop. Uh, how many times do I need to tell you? I'm wearing a MeUndies shirt right now. I'm wearing the lounge pants. I'm wearing the socks. I'm wearing the undies. Everywhere on my body has the soft micro-modal fabric. I can't believe how soft it is. I love it so much. Uh, and as long as they keep making new articles of clothing with it, I'm going to keep buying them. And you can do that too 
getting 15% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to meundies.com slash morning. Uh, and you're going to want to do it. Why wouldn't you? It's 100% satisfaction guarantee, and I guarantee you're going to be satisfied. Every single person I know that has tried these undies has fallen in love with them. Ain't that right, Kevin? I love them. I'm wearing them right now. I got Gia wearing them now. Greg Miller's been wearing them. Andy's wearing them. Everybody kind of funny is wearing these because they are fantastic. Whether you like classic colors, just a black or a white or a gray, or if you want to get crazy, go bold, go adventurous. They got the options for you. Ton of fun things. Uh, Right now, I have some little foxes on me. Little foxes on a nice little light blue. And you too could do that. Get 50% off your first order, free shipping, and 100% satisfaction guarantee by going to meundies.com slash morning. That's meundies.com slash morning. Andy, hit it. I miss being in a studio where I can just scream all the time. You know what I mean? We're back and we have nothing, no rules. You know what I mean? Look, I love, I love the moment of Andy having a panic attack of like, wait. I don't which, remember what I used to Which one was this say. one? Yeah. Then, okay, there it is. <laughs> Welcome to WandaVision, ladies and gentlemen. Your first Disney Plus MCU show, and they fucking crushed it. I think we can all agree. Uh, of course, we started this uh, on episode one, right, with an I Love Lucy parody where we did not have any idea what the fuck was going on. We were dropped right in. Wanda and Vision were new in town. They had a thing. They were walking around. They were living. Uh, Vision was working at a computer place or whatever it was called. I forget what it was called. Uh, but it was like, what do we make? And they couldn't give a straight answer and we started getting really early right that like we don't know what's going on but then vision doesn't know what's going on and how how is vision back and what's happening and even for him and wanda right there was uh, the concern of the calendar that had a heart on the date and they had no idea what the date was and they should know the date's important but they couldn't figure it out uh through hooker crook throughout the episode we'd eventually find out it was that the hearts were coming over and that's not really what it was but it what it was and uh wanda had to throw together a meal on the fly but her neighbor uh Agnes is it's Ag- Agatha is when she's bad, right? Agnes is when she's there. Yeah, yeah okay. Agnes comes over. Uh, she's playing the Ethel role. She's fucking killing it. Uh, I was gonna turn it to Nick here, but Nick's not here, so we'll wait. <sighs> Nick, uh, what the woman who's at Agnes and Agatha? You love her. What's her name? Catherine Hahn. God, she's good. That's God, is she good? Him for? You could have. Well, I know he's got. A, I know he's got. <laughs> uh, no, I'm Nick's the number one Catherine Hahn fan. How many times have you tweeted about it, Kevin? Zero. All right. I don't think that's true. Like, I, it doesn't matter. Uh, Kevin, please mute yourself for ten seconds and think about what you've done. All right, thank you. I'm so happy uh, she's still going to be in the MCU in some way. I can't. I'm so. God I'm so stoked about it. Uh, uh, Nick, even when we didn't know she was going to be the big bad, even though we all thought there might be things, mm-hmm. and we were pointing out yeah, that yeah, I got yeah. the Harkness and all that shit. Blah blah. Uh, how much was she fucking crushing it in this first episode oh dude yeah absolutely i mean the casting for the show has been great across the board but i have a near she's near and dear to my heart just because all the comedic work she's done uh with like will ferrell and all those crews and like every time she pops up in stuff it's one of those she's she's one of those um actors that i look at and i just think you, you when 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 you're gonna get your comeuppance when you're gonna get your yeah. your due um and obviously she had the hbo show that i think kevin watched and really liked um, true, that I, I haven't did. watched Mrs. yet Fletcher. 
Yeah. Um, and so that's cool. And so she's starting, she's getting those roles, but I mean, talk about building just a great career. It's really hard to go from comedic actor to like serious actor. Yeah. And I think that they, she's perfectly cast in this because they realize we need her to be cheesy as shit at first and then fucked up at the end. And I think she nails that whole arc. Uh, the hearts come over for dinner. Like I was saying, uh, it's, you know, the traditional, I love Lucy, whatever 50 sitcom plot, right. Of the boss is there and they, you know, visions angling for a promotion. So they've got to make a good impression on him, but this guy's a complete fucking dick. So, uh, you know, Wanda's, uh, got a whole bunch of spells going in the kitchen that they try to hide from everybody. You got lobsters walking around. You got things floating in the air. Vision's trying to, you know, keep the hearts distracted as it goes and yada, yada, yada. Eventually though, uh, they get to have dinner and they sit down to have dinner and then their reality for the first time tilts on its axis we get a, a, a glimpse as what the fuck is actually happening here uh, as they start to have a mental breakdown at the table as mr hart starts to choke uh, eventually he passes though and we get a, you know we're getting these slow zoom ins like finally it stopped being the wide 50 shot like cameras on stilts it was actually moving we were getting some stuff you saw them actually use cinematography to tell us that something different was happening in the world and it was awesome uh but yeah mr hart uh, gets up he has a great time they've given the vision the promotion they leave and they sit down to watch tv and that's when we we get our first pan back out to find out that someone else we're watching this tv show but someone in the tv show world is also watching the tv show uh and studying what is going on and that was our I first got time chills being left on the please stand by screen and it was so fucking good uh up next uh what it was that we then jumped to the 60s bewitched, bewitched right yeah, yeah we jumped to the bewitched one right and this was the one where uh, there was the scratching at the door, the windows, right at night, and so this motivates Vige to want to get on the neighborhood watch committee. Uh, meanwhile, yeah, Wanda's uh, at home trying to figure out what's going on, and she's starting to make friends with uh, Dottie and stuff. Uh, they go to like the planning committee; they're doing like you know the women's stuff of the '60s or whatever. Uh, this is where we meet Monica Rambeau. She's not Man- Monica Rambeau. I forget what character, what alias she's going under while she's uh, there in the world, but it doesn't really matter. They meet at the planning committee thing. Uh, this is while that's happening or maybe not while it's happening there's been a lot of shows to watch over a lot of weeks uh, vision huh geraldine geraldine yes. thank you very much andy cortez mm-hmm. kevin i'd like you to award andy one gold spider-man okay oh i, I know it's <laughs> mcu interview we're back we're out of mothballs we got to be nailing it we got to be cl- killing it out here andy can you please make one gold spider-man graphic for kevin to award you thank you <laughs> uh vision goes to the neighborhood watch committee it seems that everything's perfect nobody's really worried about anything but then he eats some gum and accidentally swallows it when they pat him on the back and that's gonna gum up the works uh while uh scarlet witch uh is at the uh made me really uncomfortable by the way the idea of like gum in somebody's gears totally it's gross yeah you know what i mean how's he gonna recover (laughs) uh while uh wanda's at the thing uh the radio's playing and by the way dottie's a complete bitch but it turns out she was cast away so we can't be mad at her uh the radio is playing and then it starts to get interference of a person on the other end saying wanda who's doing this to you trying to break through uh again reality kind of goes off kilter for a second and then fixes itself um at this point it's time for the talent show in the neighborhood uh, they were going to do magic. They'd already been practicing it. Uh, Vision shows up and he acts drunk because he's got the gum in him, gumming up his works or whatever. So he's, you know, their, their whole thing here is like, oh, we're going to hide our powers. But Vision starts using the powers in the act, which Wanda has to then start counterbalancing with her powers and making it look like he's being raised by uh, ropes on pulleys and all these different things. And everybody's like having a great time and thinks it's just the funnest magic of all time. Eventually, they get the gum spit out of Vision, though. And that's great. Um, and so they win the talent show or whatever. They get a lot of applause from Dottie or whatever. And then something happens here with Geraldine. It's not that she breaks, right? She just says something. 
She oh, she's like, she gets up. put in the box, and she's like, how did I get in the box, or whatever, and then she has some kind of conversation here, right? Yeah. Anyway, okay. What's in the yeah, box? Yeah, yeah. What's in the box? It's me, Geraldine. Hey, everybody. <laughs> it's me, Geraldine, and I'm going to tell you I'm in the box. Uh, they go back home. I drop my Thor hammer like I always do in the middle of a show. Uh, then Wanda becomes pregnant, right? Yeah, this is where she all of a sudden is pregnant. They're like, wow, what the fuck's going on? And then... Really they go confusing. outside. They I go outside, right? And the beekeeper's happening. there. The beekeepers. This is when the beekeeper comes out of the thing, and she just goes, "No." no. It's like, yeah, right. Oh, and then, uh, <laughs> that's right. <laughs> he's fine. He's working somewhere else. He's still there. down there. He's like, I, I hope I can come out now. God damn it! Living on sewer rats and cockroaches. Any, any day they'll give me the signal. Like <laughs> <laughs> he keeps yanking the cord. Nobody yanks back, and it's just uh, when, one sad. Wait for Hayward to call me back. Well, what, what was his <laughs> name? On his radio. He, he was the one that was named Franklin, right? They, they referred to as Franklin. Franklin and Bash. Yeah, great show. Franklin Best, that's right. I hear that's coming to Disney Plus soon. <laughs> Ant-Man's going to be in it. Uh, so then we jump from there to the 70s. Everything's colorized. Well, that's how it happened last time. The colors happened. Wanda's super pregnant, getting more pregnant by the day. Uh, they realize, of course, this isn't right. But Vision, of course, is like, well, it's also weird that I'm some kind of synthetic android made of vibranium that knocked you up. So, like, you know what? Things are happening quicker. He starts coming up with numbers and, you know, when it's going to happen and how it's going to happen and whatever. The doctor comes by and visits. He she he says she is perfectly healthy, but you know it'll, you know the baby's gonna be here in X amount of time. But he's going to Hawaii or whatever vacation, Fiji maybe. I forget where he's going. Um, while that is happening, um, Geraldine's still in play here, and then by the end of it, she'll have woken up. But no, she's just in play here. Uh, and they start do, decorating the place, and the stork comes alive, and Geraldine's giving a whole speech about how she got a promotion at work, and uh, I forget what Viz is doing during this. But eventually, he's got to run off and get he's the doctor because Wanda goes into labor. Yeah. Wasn't he at work talking to one of the people? Is right. this where we get the conversation with the other computer guy? Where he breaks yes. him out of it for a second and he's yeah. like, you know, oh, God, you got to help me. Is there a phone? Can I talk to somebody? And he puts it back into it. My dad. Very creepy, very terrifying. Yeah, not good, not good. Yeah, if that's where it was, that was great. If it's not, it happens later and it's also great. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so then Wanda goes into labor. Vision goes to get the doctor. Uh, who's about to leave on his vacation, but he grabs him and then carries him back, but we won't be there yet. Geraldine shows is still there, shows up there, and she helps. Uh, uh, Agnes has been doing stuff throughout the day, and they've been hiding in the pregnancy from her with stuff in front of her uh, in Wanda's belly, like you would on a sitcom, because it's Classic. great. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, Geraldine helps deliver the two boys. Um, that's great. Uh, the doctor arrives. He gives the boys a clean bill of health. Vision walks the doctor out. Uh, Geraldine is still inside. Uh, on the outside, he, we see uh, Herb talking to Agnes, uh, and you know she's still in there. Whatever. There's some whispered tones, and Vision goes over and is like, "What's going on?" And they get kind of weird about it, and they're like, "Oh, you know, blah." And then it, you know, uh, Agnes of course lays out the fact that you know, like Geraldine's in there, and like she's not, she doesn't have a home. She's not supposed. She doesn't have a partner. She's not supposed to be here. And it's one of those like at the time we read it, or you, maybe you didn't. You're smarter than me. At the time you read it as in world these characters under understanding that this one isn't one of us like she's uh, you know flying the ointment kind of thing uh, in reality obviously agnes is very much that as well but not so much as like something's wrong here as much as like hey this is really bad yeah tim uh, i think they did a really good job in this show uh setting up questions that they're asking in universe that actually make sense in universe and are interesting for us to think about and to kind of like work around and the way that this all starts slowly breaking down i feel like they always had a really satisfying answer for what it was what exactly was going on at that moment they showed us it in really clever ways nick 
Uh, yes, I agree with you, Tim, and that's uh, one of the strengths of the series. And then also, uh, Greg, uh, can you please refer to Tim as Scarlet Tw- Tim Twitch? Tim- what was Sorry, it, Andy? Tim. Tim. Thank you from now Tim-ch. on. Thank you, Tim. That's I, I will. I, I'm not gonna lie to you. That's a hard one to say. It probably won't. Probably <laughs> just Scarlet Tim. Tim. Scarlet Tim from now Tim-ch. on. Tim. There's got to be something better we could do. No, it's Scarlet about Witch. what we do. Like, wait, that's the call. That's a quality. You okay, do. okay. That's the second one. Yeah. Second one. Done. Timothy Maximoff. Scarlet Gettys. Scarlet. Could we just do Scarlet Gettys? Yeah, yeah, that's sure. good. That's good. Scarlet okay. Gettys. Cool. Good's not yeah, the then, right word. And that. we're going with Tim. Yeah. That's the thing. <laughs> I like Tim. Tim. All right. So you got it. So, I'll do my best. Tim is so bad. It's so brand for our level of Yeah, it's so on brand for who I am and how I look. I'm totally Timothy Rimothy comedy right there. First off, fuck you. That is a joke that has sustained Paula Paula, Timothy Rimothy. It's all they've all this been gold. Is what I'm saying. Neither of those are good. I'll let you know for dozens of fans, they love those references. All right. Don't worry about it. Okay, so then meanwhile on the inside, Geraldine is there with Wanda. She's named the kids Tommy and Billy. And then Geraldine's like, didn't you have a brother? Didn't you have a brother? Or yeah, right. You didn't didn't you have a twin? And she's like, yeah, I did. His name isn't his name Pedro. I'm mixing up a whole bunch of dialogue here. But basically, he he was killed by Ultron. And that's when uh, Wanda's like, what did you say? And like they look at each other. And then there's like the standoff. And you see that Geraldine's breaking from it, but then gets sucked back into it. But then Wanda won't let it go that she knows too much. Uh, Then this conversation probably happened outside with the Vision. Vision comes back in, and uh, it's just Wanda taking care of the twins. And Vision's like, you know, what, what happened to Geraldine? And she's like, oh, she had to go home. And then it's this is when we really are scary. cut outside like, the bubble for the first time, right? And it's Geraldine getting thrown out through it, crashing to the ground as Monica Rambeau, everybody running up to it. And that's when we get the police standby for that one. That's where we get uh, the sword agents coming around and the, boom, that's, that's the end of that episode. I think which that was, was fantastic. The, the most hint of like sort of horror vibes getting, you know, getting that really creepy energy from wanda with that look and just the way she's acting and that's where i'm just like i don't like this i'm really scared right now because <laughs> it, was, it was the most it was the most uncomfortable i had felt all series with because you knew that something was wrong and for her to just be gone and say oh she had to go home and vision just kind of wanting to question it but also you know i'm kind of just programmed to be here anyway so i guess i'll just go along with it just really really freaky uh from there then we get to my personal i think favorite episode and it's probably because of where it's built up to from where we were or whatever of episode four is then the one that breaks it all out where we we start with uh the undoing or i guess not the undoing we start with the blip right you know coming back from the snap or whatever and monica reforming in her mother's hospital room obviously five years later uh and then the pandemonium in the hospital as people have come back from being snapped out of existence of course all while this is happening you know all the avengers and thanos are are fighting thanos it's just so fucking cool so fucking cool and i think like for me personally, some of the best effects in the in the show, like the entire series, because it looked so good of them, her reforming and coming back into it, and like the panic of running through there, and the guy like, do you have a phone? I need to call my wife. Like, I want a. F- I know we talked about it. Just to drive it home, if you haven't been watching the reaction content, I think it was Tim who was talking about like. And yeah, it was Tim, right? Of watching Spider Man Homecoming and then on the in flight, enter- or no, I'm sorry, Spider Man Far From Home and on the in flight entertainment, they had the blip, the documentary about like that. I want them to do that. Make a one hour documentary about the blip and have it be people's conversations about the moment it happened and then the return and all this shit. Like, fuck, that would be good. That'd be right, so cool. good. Such a cool Just concept. go do it. 
Um, anyway, so pandemonium, people come back. Monica finds out her mom didn't die from the cancer. She died later. Well, maybe it was cancer, but she, she didn't did die, die at that moment. Yeah, yeah, it was. She didn't die five years, years later. later. Yeah, exactly. Five years before they <laughs> beat the surgery went well and they beat cancer. And then, yeah, whatever. Three years. I'm sorry. Did you just say, Kevin, two years. They, it came back and killed her mom. Years, yeah. Okay, so while she was gone. Uh, from there, you know, we're launched back into uh, Monica being back uh, in the real world. She goes uh, back to S.W.O.R.D. where, what's his name, Henderson? Hackney? Oh. Hayward. Hayward. Hayward, yeah. Hayward has been uh, promoted up into the position that Monica probably would have gotten if she hadn't left, but a whole bunch of people got blipped away. So he is now in charge, and she wants back on the job, so he puts her back on the job and sends her out to Westfield uh, to investigate uh, something that's going on out there. She gets out there and meets the one and only uh, Jimmy Wu, right, uh, who uh, uh, he's, he does the card trick everybody loves and the callback to Ant-Man of the Wasp, which everybody loves, which is amazing. So good. So good. By the I way, yeah. last episode, were you guys not expecting him to be like, whoosh, and just take him off with magic, the cuffs? I, I loved mean, it. He still I did it when like he took it off. And he's like, it flourish. <laughs> like, he still did true. the magic thing. It's still, it's still totally crazy. I, I was hoping he would just be like, the guy would be leaving, and he would just be like, wow. Like to himself, which I guess <laughs> yeah, he did, but they, they had to show him with a little thing. And I was like, oh, that was not, you didn't need to do that. Uh, well, I don't know if you know this. Like, I don't think magicians can just get out of regular handcuffs. I think that's part of the trick. You know, you use different handcuffs, not to try to pull it back. I know you you got thrown out of a magic shop in San Francisco once and never went back. So No, technically, I, I never even entered day. the magic shop because I had a soda. And me yeah. and Kevin, the guy was like, you can't come in with the soda. And Kevin Dude. went, fuck you. And I was like, burn it down, Kevin. I, when Jen first came to visit. It, I was like, we're done. We're never coming here again. We're I've never coming back here. Jen first came to visit years and years ago. and years ago now. We were walking through San Francisco <laughs> in the sunset. We walked by there. She's like, oh, that's a cute shop. And I'm like, I've never been in it. And I never will. <laughs> She's like, why? And I was like, they wouldn't let Nick in with the soda. I refuse to go in out of principle alone. She's like, damn. And that's how you understood my loyalty. Uh, I appreciate um, it. So, yeah, he, uh, Jimmy's there with a bunch of uh, cops, or not a bunch of, two cops. And they won't let him pass pretty much. And they're like, the town doesn't exist. Yeah, you know, Westfield doesn't exist. And they're standing with their backs to a giant sign that says, Welcome to Westfield. And there's clearly a town there something is going on but what could it possibly be uh they sit there and talk about it for a while but eventually monica walks up to it and then walks into it and walks onto the other side of it um then what hayward hayward comes out with his team and they surround it right they make a big deal and then they bring in darcy i feel like i'm missing something there no, I think but it escalates then it cuts to Darcy coming in that bus where she has the, like, she's The other scientist, the other right, who won't talk. Yeah, 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 Right, right. And then there's the nerd one. And we see that uh, the van that she's in, like, get to the now, like, little tent city that they've built. Yeah. And that's when we see Hayward, right? Yeah. We'll say so. There's a whole bunch of sword people there. Now everybody's, all our cast of characters are together, either in the hex or out of the hex. Uh, which Darcy names the hex, I think, in this episode. Uh, but they start fooling around, and Darcy finds interference that then she notices our waves, so she asks for an old TV. She gets an old TV. Sure, shit, she sees the first episode of WandaVision that we saw uh, on her black and white TV. They are actually broadcasting out these things. And then as the episode goes on, we understand that it's Darcy watching the end of episode one when we saw her there. So uh, we. Cool. Exactly. This is the episode that starts filling all the gaps, right? We see them send in the person who will be the beekeeper of him going out there and doing it. We're on episode four or five right now of In Review. You're fine. You're, you, you, got, you got time to get out of here. But let me tell you how it ends all the same, all right? Let's just say Scarlet Witch, Giant Buffalo. <laughs> it's crazy. Giant buffalo. It was a, a sentient buffalo. It, it wasn't me choice. this entire time. Yeah, bold choice. Uh, 
they send in the dude who, you know, as soon as you cross the hex, it becomes you become part of the narrative world. So he goes from being, you know, this hardcore dude on a rope to being a beekeeper on a hardcore jump, jump dude rope. on a rope. That's exactly <laughs> how I describe that. Guy. I mean, uh, Tim, I don't mean to correct you, but if you go to IMDb, oh, <laughs> you look at hardcore the cast dude. list. Hardcore Parentheses dude on a rope. On a rope. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there's other hardcore dudes in the show. Uh, so, he, yeah, they go in there. He pops out. It's the thing. I, I skipped at some point. They send in a, a drone that turns into the uh, helicopter that crashed out there, too, as well, that Wanda had found or whatever, yada, yada, yada. Um, Does this episode end with Wanda leaving and throwing the drone at them? No, or is that- this episode, no, no. This episode ends with I got here. I got there in the end. This is catching everything up. This episode ends with us seeing the Monica Wanda confrontation from the inside of the house, right. where Wanda's like, "You don't belong here." Blah blah blah. I'm not. I'm trying to help you. And boom, she blasts uh, Monica out the side of the house, out the thing, out of the hex, into the onto the ground, right? And then closes up the wall or whatever, showing us that she's the one, at least at this point, doing it right. And then. Um, the uh, yeah, vision comes back in and Wanda turns around. She sees him dead with the thing ripped out of his yeah. head. And it's this mm. jump scare or whatever that I'm sure Andy got. It went, hi, puppy. I didn't like uh, it. I didn't like it very much. That was the scariest. He went, he went go, go, go. Yeah. I, at that point, No, I was Andy, like, what's the thing you say when you're scared? Dios mio, I know. Uh, no, I, it sounds like, yeah. I you got wait. a good one. I wait, that's it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyways, uh, then they sit down, they watch TV, and it ends showing, giving us this thing of like, oh man, like uh, to some extent, Wanda's in control, and it's uh, bad news bears, right? Um, so then we're into the next episode. Uh, now we're in the uh, shit. 80s. It's the 80s one, but well, with the Family Ties intro, right? So fucking good. Remember, Nick, with the painting and the stuff's going on and everything is amazing. Awesome. Uh, yeah, the boys uh, are baby babies. vision so good oh my god yeah, yeah, yeah not which you know i wish you know we always criticize spoiler culture on twitter right people sure. just kind of getting sure. in their way too soon i i was surprised i didn't see a whole lot of baby visions i saw like a couple of sites tweeting out some images i needed a lot more making fun of baby vision <laughs> you look fucking doofy <laughs> you can be the change you want to see in the world go be the change yeah, you want yeah, to see that's true. That's true um this episode, I don't remember. Uh, this is where the kids age up. You know what I mean? They're young babies at the start, and then they age them up really quick to show that even though they're, they're out now, things are happening. Um, I, they I, get the dog. Oh, you Sparky. know what? I mm-hmm. see. I see. I'm an idiot. I'm an idiot. What? I, I'm looking at the IMDb list. I'm like, why are all these episodes out of freaking order? And it's because I had them sorted by rating. <laughs> And also, ah. while looking at it, I was like, wow, every episode went down in rating <laughs> as it went on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it makes sense. It makes sense. Good job, man. Oh, good job. Oh, great. Oh, let me see. No, throw, throw, throw a baby fish. Yeah, is. look at that. That's a cute baby. <laughs> I, didn't notice, <laughs> I didn't notice this until you guys brought it's it really? up. Right Vision now. baby. Yeah. Really oh, I, like, there, there are other versions of it um, that were, uh, like, not necessarily toddler version of, of baby viz, but maybe he was like, you know, five, six years old. Fun fact, took him, took him five hours to get that kid into makeup. Yeah. <laughs> <Damn>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why it's that so was, funny. Really funny. Yeah, yeah. He's like a makeup funny. shotgun on him from The I Simpsons. Like, just I like the, the idea of him like in the chair like, it is 4 a.m. and I'm getting ready for makeup. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, he's going to sit there and falls asleep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark Freeman, who I believe in the chat says, that is actually uh, Paul Bettany's baby photo. 
Oh, that's cute. That's smart. Um, so yeah, stuff happens in this episode, right? I'm I'm hazy on this one. I, I won't lie to you, but they send in a drone from the '80s because they're like, this is when they had the thing of like, if it's from that time period, it can't, it won't be rewritten as badly. Yeah. That's this is the, a, they have the discussion where Hayward is like, she's a terrorist. We got to take care of this. Oh, you got no name for her or whatever. Is this? Yeah, 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 yeah. This is sort of the where I think Randall Park and Kat Dennings realize, oh, like, are we the baddies sort of thing? Sure, 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 sure. Uh, yeah, they th- the drone they comes the in. Also. Yeah, I said, uh, we mentioned Sparky. Sparky's, oh, sorry, sorry. Sparky's fine. Sparky's on the cast list. Don't worry about that. Right. He's right there next to hardcore guy on the rope. Uh, <laughs> and so, yeah, the drone comes in, and then this is the one she throws back out. And, yeah. She comes out, has the confrontation, right, wearing her actual like old outfit yeah yeah and she's like Stay out, leave my family alone kind of shit yeah it turns the guns on him yeah yeah is this when cat denning is tied up to the thing and she expands the field i feel like that's no, too no, early no, that's, that's right? later that's it's later that's, that's what's fucking me up is i'm thinking of the t- remember that's vision is that when vision out, almost dies okay out, yeah. okay thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you thank you so, so yeah, this is starts questioning all the things, and like that, this is the one that ends with the Quicksilver reveal, where he's just like yeah. questioning Wanda, and she's like, "I'm not doing this." Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Personally, uh, for this episode, the thing I think think is most remarkable, obviously, is the Quicksilver reveal that we all freaked out for, hoping it would be something that it w- that it wouldn't just be boner next door, but it's just the next door neighbor fucking boner. And I understand. I'm not mad. I'm just saying. I was hoping it would go somewhere else. But then the next episode is the Halloween episode, and that's fucking fantastic. We love Halloween here. And so, yeah, uh, as you said, Tim, Vision was starting to piece it together, but they didn't want to talk about it. So now there's a rift here, right? Uh, Vision wants to know more about it, but he needs to start subterfuging. So he says he can't take the kids out for halloween because he's got to go be part of the neighborhood watch when in fact he just wants to go investigate what the fuck's happening here uh wanda's upset about this but pietro uh her brother will in fact be the male father figure whatever and take them out Uh, of course this leads to them wearing the kids wearing their costumes from the comics and also uh quicksilver wearing his comic accurate quicksilver outfit which is dope as hell right tim very very dope but uh, i will say one of my bigger disappointments of this series is not getting a quicksilver fox style scene Sure. And we got a hint of it in that episode, but eh, would have been awesome. That's a lot yeah, of if they, you, it, yeah, I know. That's what you sacrifice, I guess, by not having him be the same guy, right? And trying to get away from that. But I'm with you. I'm with you. It would have been cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's Halloween. They go around, like you're saying, Quicksilver and the kids run around, steal a bunch of candy, do a bunch of shenanigans or whatever. Uh, Wanda eventually runs into Herb on the street and is like, hey, yeah, well, I haven't seen Vision. He's like, oh, he's not working the watch tonight. Uh, meanwhile, Vision is in a different section of town where people are just like frozen in place because they're not actually being used. And there's like the tear running down. He tries to talk to somebody. They won't. They can't talk to him. So he does the thing where he breaks them out. Or, yeah, he breaks really somebody else out. And Catherine th- Hahn. Yeah, okay. D- he, so he just sees people... He tries to talk to an old woman on the street in the cul-de-sac. It doesn't work. And then, yeah, he runs into Catherine Hahn at the edge of town where, you know, uh, uh, Wanda had told the kids in stress, like, don't go past East Street or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, Which is really uh, he breaks her out. Look like. Yeah, and she's just parked at, the, like, the edge of town, the edge of known uh, magic or whatever. And, uh, you know, Vision breaks into her brain and it gets her out of it. And she explains, like, oh, my God, you know, we're all trapped here. Yeah, blah, 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 blah. And the whole time Hayward's been tracking Vision in the hex. Um, right, yeah, he has, yeah, uh, Darcy and uh, Jimmy figured that out on the outside, right? Monica probably too. I forget where, yeah, did they cool get arrested hacking, yet? I don't even remember. I uh, mean, hacking's always the coolest, you know? Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, 
so then this is where Vision leaves. Vision's like, I got to see what's up on the other side of the wall. He starts pushing through the wall. He gets out. Everybody runs over there. Uh, he starts falling apart and getting sucked back in and breaking down. Uh, one of the kids who's the telepath uh, hears magic. dad screaming. Ma- That's his what? name. Magic. Okay. What's his kid name? Tommy or Billy or Tommy. Bobby? Billy, Billy Joe? Billy. I think it's Billy. Billy Joe Bimmy. Armstrong? Billy Joe Armstrong hears a vision going through the wall on the other side and breaking down. Tells Wanda. She flips out. Um, And so she expands the wall, right? Some of the sword people run away. Uh, Darcy's chained to the car, so she can't get away. She knocks the shit out of Boner. Speed and Wiccan are the superhero kidnaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My bad, my bad. And Billy Joe Armstrong's Wiccan. Got it. Uh, the wall expands, turns everybody into circus people. They're out there doing their thing. Saves Vision, of course. Um, yeah, Monica and Jimmy were already gone. Have they, they're they're driving. Are, yeah, they're going to see That's their friend on the on the, the the bridge or whatever, right? That the was the aerospace thing. engineer. Yeah, yeah, that we all thought truck. was gonna be really cool, and it was. It wasn't. It was just a guy who had a truck, <laughs> a woman, and some people who had a truck. Yeah. But we're you know loyal to Monica's mom, so that's cool or whatever. Um. Yeah, and so now we're in the Modern Family episode, right? Mm-hmm. Modern Family Office episode, the, the, the early two thousands one. That's what's called. Yeah, Breaking happy the endings. Yeah, okay. I didn't like the. Uh, I just wanted to put one note that I didn't like. Please that they did the Office uh, intro. I know that it's one of those things, but it just broke. Like every other uh, intro that we got was like a family sitcom, and the Office just isn't. So it was interesting that they Jim and Kid have uh, Jim and Pam have Jim and Pam have kids by the end there. So there you go. Just you just shot yourself in the foot. Also, some would say that even family. before they had a family, you know, Michael kept a family there at the office. It's very familiar, yeah. isn't that right, Andy? Michael also brought in his uh, nephew in one of the episodes. That's true. That's true. Mm-hmm. I'm not wrong. So Kevin, I'll accept your apology in three, two, one. Fuck you. Man, harsh words for you, Andy. (laughs) I'll still wait for your apology whenever you want to give it to me. (laughs) Anyways, uh, this one's uh, uh, another really, uh, I think, standout one. I like this one a lot of, uh, you know, they're shooting it like Modern Family with the confessionals, the one shots talking to the camera. Um, uh, 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 Wanda needs a day to herself kind of thing is the idea here. Uh, There's a huge division between her and Vision uh, because obviously Vision knows this is completely fucked and I need to figure out what's going on. Um, uh, Pietro is still there and he's with the boys and uh, they're like, okay, we'll we'll fuck off and give you... Oh, no, no, Pietro's not there. He was there in the beginning, right? But then he fucks off for something else and then Agnes takes care of the boys. Doesn't... He gets like pushed away and then disappears... In Halloween, does he get pushed away and doesn't come back in this episode? Did I fuck that up? Okay, then it was in Halloween where they were playing video games together and being being a bunch of butts. Uh, Anyway, sorry. Actually, it doesn't matter. It really doesn't matter. Yeah, it it doesn't. It doesn't matter. Yeah, well, this is where she's losing control, right? So the controllers are changing, and like it's a Wii mode, it's an Atari thing, it's all sorts of different things. Uh, So she gets passes them off to Agnes, which seems like a good idea at the time. It will turn out not to be. Uh, Vision, meanwhile, is still like, I'm going to go do whatever the fuck I'm going to go do. But he's really just going to go and try to investigate more of what this is going on. Uh, He goes out to the circus. uh, And that's where he finds Darcy, who doesn't remember him. But then he breaks Darcy out and she explains a bit more what's going on. They get in an ice cream truck or whatever and drive away. We get a whole bunch of things where she recaps him dying and dying again. And it's really cool. And then she's even like, wow, there's a lot of red lights here. And there's a whole bunch of stuff that keeps getting in their way as Wanda tries to slow down their progression to getting to her uh meanwhile yeah that was all things- one of my least favorite plot points or at least satisfying at least uh is darcy getting into the hex and be- they did nothing being with that. 
yeah, well, guess... like understanding what's going on from the outside world, but in the hex, like it, all she did was kind of crash a truck, which yeah, to Hayward, felt really yeah, kind of whatever. That's true. That's true. Uh, yeah, I really thought that was going to have a lot more significance as this as the show went on, and she pops up, it hits Hayward. I was like, oh, that's where she's been. She's getting the car. <laughs> cool. She's still driving over here. It took a really long time. <laughs> a lot of lights. Here. A lot of lights. Um. So then, yeah, on the outside, Monica and Jimmy are with the aerospace people, and they're going to drive a fucking truck in there, and the truck doesn't go really easily. And then she's like, no, it can't go. And so she pushes through, and that's when we get the Captain Marvel dialogue, and she becomes Photon, and her eyes get all weird, and then she's on the other side, and she's like, yeah, I'm on the other side. And I did not like the outfit they had her in here of this, like, sword Under Armour thing, but that's just me. Put her in something cooler. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even oh, just it, no, I no guarantee she'll get it. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, when they have a, what, yeah, when they, I was going to say, when they have an MCU movie budget, she'll have a really cool suit. <laughs> yeah. uh, here she can't steal Scarlet Witch's moment, right, of having a cool suit. Um, so she's through. She's in. She runs over and confronts um, uh, Wanda, right? Yeah, they have a conversation out in front of the house where she's like, this ain't real. Yada, yada, I know you know this better, blah, 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 blah. And then Agnes is there, and she's like, hey, fuck off and wanda come with me or whatever and she brings wanda into the house where the kids are and so she gets her in there and she's like i'll make you a cup of tea or whatever and then like it's that hold on to something uh, you know wanda starts piecing together like something's not right in this weird house you got a cicada you got a rabbit these aren't these aren't companions you should have and uh then she's like you know where are the boys and the show oh, the boys are downstairs in the basement they're playing uh meanwhile yeah vision it had, it eventually it was like wait why am i sitting here and like and then he breaks out of the interview too of like why am i talking to you about this and he flies away i, I loved that bit okay. uh he flies away um then yeah uh wanda goes downstairs and this is the reveal of agnes actually being agatha and like the runes are there on the wall uh, wanda can't cast her magic we see the dark book over there and she She's real. She's I, you know, it, it's me all along. And then they play the fun song, and it was Agatha all along. And everybody freaks out on the internet. And it's just a great time. Love it. Now we're in the flashback episode, which again, just a fucking stellar. Goddamn, what a penultimate episode here, right? Of uh, this is setting up everything of how we got here. So it's Agatha's backstory of her being a witch back in Salem, where you think, oh, they're gonna burn her because she's a witch. No, they're gonna burn her because they're also witches, and this witch sucks. And it's like, guess what though? She just sucks up the magic. She's a big old sponge. She's going and just sucking up all that magic, right? Any magic that she's just getting it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Think of like a goldfish in a tank eating some fish flakes. That's Agatha, but the fish flakes are magic. Anyways, mm-hmm. and the tank is like the world, and the water is the air that Agatha exists in. You know, you got it. You understood. I don't yeah, get this yeah. level of detail You're for you. You're crushing it, man. It's kind of like remember, how Agatha decide. breathes air. The fish breathes water. Greg, you know what, what about, the, what about the little castle you put inside of the fishbowl? What is that? Well, that I like to, in a lot of ways, think. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> there it is. It's God. I was going to be able to keep up. Couldn't get there in time. I apologize. Uh, So, yeah, you know, she's a super bad witch. She sucks everybody's power. She's been fucking just draining people dry for, you know, forever. And so as Agatha goes on to explain all this, right, she's been out there and and she's a witch and she's a real powerful witch. But then look at this. I see this witch doing a hex shit over here. I had to come see what this is all about. And so let's walk. And she's like, I'm not a witch. Like, yeah, you're a fucking witch. Like, let's walk through all the stuff. So we go through uh, all the like pivotal grief moments in uh, Wanda's life to understand why she's so hung up on grief and why she was able to do this. And so we go to her getting her powers or not. I'm sorry. Her first real manifestation of her powers, which is when her parents were killed, which they do a pretty good job of, you know, recreating here from Age of Ultron of, you know, it's, these, it's this family in Sokovia, 
They're chillaxing. Uh, they're going to watch some DVDs the dad couldn't sell. They open them up. These are a bunch of American sitcoms, exactly, where they speak English, and they learn English by watching these these uh, sitcoms, which then explain why, you know, uh, Wanda's got to hang up and know so much about sitcoms, which is great. I thought it was a really, really interesting way the to do this. The rocket crashes yeah, in, and then Pietro's like, you did not see that coming. <laughs> a super cool uh, Easter egg that I saw on uh, Reddit was in this scene when they were little kids, when the mom and dad are there. Uh, the dad covers the mom's eyes or they cover someone's eyes and give them the kiss. And it's the Sokovian greeting that they reference in the, the sitcom episode of episode uh, one. Interesting. Oh, very cool. cool. I didn't know that at all. I didn't catch that at all. Yeah. There's, all, there's a whole bunch of things that like in the later episodes were little tiny things in the first ones, like the doll we see in the sitcom episodes that visions changing when it's like preparing to learn how to take care yeah. of kids and all that type mm-hmm. of stuff. And so many different things like that, which is very cool. Um. So yeah, uh, we're here now, and oh yeah. So then, yeah. Now the Stark Industries uh, missile comes in. They're fighting in the street. There, there's a skirmish. Uh, a, st- a Stark rocket comes in, lands, d- kills the parents, but doesn't go off. Uh, you know, uh, Pietro and Wanda hide underneath the bed, and then uh, you know Agatha breaks the fourth wall of this scene. Is like, oh, here we go, and like you're casting this uh, uh, probability spell or whatever, right? Wasn't what she called it, or like you know lowering the probability of the bomb going off or whatever. And you didn't know you were doing it's instinctual magic. Yay. Um, then we jump to uh, Wanda being tested on and interacting with the Mind Stone for the first time when it's still Loki's staff, getting her uh, abilities woken up from there. Uh, you know, it's what w- would have happened uh, pre-Age of Ultron when she was running with the bad guy whose name is escaping me right now. But you remember him? He wore the little monocle and got his ass kicked. Uh, he is- Strucker. Strucker, thank you very much. Yeah, if, with a name like Strucker, it's got to be good. <laughs> that was a Smucker's Jane reference. If you're keeping up with my Easter eggs, Frank, I we tell are, you what, Disney, you're not the only one who can do things. <laughs> Jesus God. Nick, did you ever notice that the guy who narrates this, this Smucker's ads sounds a lot like the guy who narrates the Cadbury cream egg commercial? Just putting that out there. If any internet sleuths are watching, I'd like to know some information about that, man. All right. We're about to get to the bottom of this deep state <laughs> conspiracy. <laughs> With a name like Strucker, it's got to be good. Come on. Yeah, that's that's, you know, that's I see IGN. IGN, I don't know where they stole all these licenses, but they were just printing T-shirts for WandaVision and Ninja Turtles and shit. There's one for you. There you go. Put it out. You know what I mean? With a name like Strucker. And then it's a little jar of jam. It's got the guy's eye. What now? Am I giving up on what, Kev? And kind of funny shirts. Like, why isn't that when you're... Oh, no. If we did that, we'd get sued, right? That's why we had to make, like, bootleg Marvel ones. Don't don't tell Kevin. Don't go. Don't tell Kevin Feige, all right? But IGN, apparently, (laughs) they just got everything. I see they're making Animal Crossing shirts over there. I don't know what's going on. Per Schneider's got dirt on somebody. Anyways, I digress. Um, so this is her getting her powers and touching the thing. She touches the thing. It goes off. We see the Scarlet Witch, uh, that she'll become, uh, like outlined with her thing. But she looks like Tim. Love it. You know what I mean? And, uh, she falls down and that's when Agatha's Call like, me oh, okay. name, Greg. God damn it, Greg. The Scarlet Bitch. I forgot what it was. Scarlet <laughs> Rimothy? What is it? I don't, I don't remember Kid, what it's it Scarlet is. Scarlet Timwitch. Scarlet Timwitch. It's just brilliant. Uh, I, I did want to say, uh, do you think we'll see this in some later movie? Like her somehow going back in time and giving herself abilities? or like, I Is still, this something I, we see? I don't think so. I still stand by that the Scarlet Witch is kind of like Phoenix or whatever, where it's like this thing that like, I don't, and I don't know that it's imprint, it's imprinting itself. I don't know. 
I do think there were some things that uh, Agatha said at the end there where she was like... There's a lot she says at the end, right? Of like, you have no idea what you've unleashed and what you're doing. Like, what does this mean? What are you talking about? Sorcerer Supreme, name drop, all that stuff. I I love what they're doing with Wanda's character here. And like this Sokovian Scarlet Witch, like being bigger than it is. I've never heard a comic storyline like that. I think it's really interesting and a lot cooler than the things that we would expect from it of just like, oh, she's a mutant in this. It's like, no, there's actually more to Scarlet Witch as an idea that I'm stoked to hear more about. So the idea, yeah, is that, uh, you know, she uh, had her, she already had the blatant abilities, but since she wasn't learning how to use them, they wouldn't have gone anywhere, but the mind stone kind of kickstarts them, right? Like Tony, Tony does kickstart it. Uh, and so uh, they you did it, Nick. Thank you. Um, uh, so she's got, that's how she got like super Scarlet witch powers. Um, and I, did we already talk about this? No, that's later on. Don't worry about it. Shush. Uh, then wait, wait, did she already name her Scarlet witch? That was last episode, right? When she's like, you're the thing you're the, the prophecy. Scarlet witch. Scarlet witch. Yeah. Was the end, is it the end of the, no, it was the end of the last episode. Okay, cool. We so when that. she's that's floating, she's like, this is chaos magic. You don't even know who you are. You're the Scarlet witch. And then everyone's like, <gasps> and then yeah. I was like, is that how she got her name? First time we've said Well, yeah. Was that the first time we've ever heard that name? Like in any I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So was she just Wanda before? Oh yeah, yeah, they never gave her. They, remember, this is the whole joke from earlier where they never. No funny name when he's talking to Jimmy. He's like, no funny name, no weird name uh, for her. And that's when we were thinking maybe that guy was from a different universe and he was going to be like he knew Scarlet Witch. Because every time, yeah, from every from, time Paul Benny walks up, it's just always Wanda. Wanda. That's <laughs> Would you like some paprika? really cool and a really nice little setup with that. That's the cool. only thing they did is in Age of Ultron, uh, Tony says, "Don't let this witch mess with your mind." But he yeah. doesn't call her like Scarlet Witch or anything. Uh, and it's not like uppercase and captions or anything. You know what I mean? So it, the proper respect isn't put on it. Kevin, here's one I need to know right him, now to stop the show for a second. What is what? What's the last number? Is it, this is a 1984 shirt? What do we got going on here? Because it's oh, covered right. by like every oh. time I think about it, yeah, I can't see it. Are you? This is a shirt game? that I think Nick would really like. I so bought it. Stand up, stand up, and slap your tummy and let us see it. Oh, that's oh, cool. yeah, Cobra that's kind of slapped the tummy. Wow. I gave you an order. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> I, 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 would, All right. I mean, yeah. There it, it is. There it is. Thanks, Kevin. There Give it the people what they want. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you just saw that tummy slap, you owe us $2 on Patreon. <laughs> we want it now. We want it now. Um, <laughs> So, <laughs> all right, that's where you get your, your latent powers are amplified by this thing kickstarted, like Tony talks about in Avengers. Uh, then we go from there back to Avengers Compound. Uh, this is when she was very alone. It's after the death of Pietro, right? She's grieving him and watching sitcoms in the other room. Uh, Vision comes through the wall or whatever and sits down and they have a nice conversation. You kind of see them building a rapport and, uh, you know, her teaching him about humor and stuff because he doesn't understand it and teaching what a sitcom is and how, like, you know, it looks bad, but it's not going to end bad kind of thing and this is you know there's some funny dialogue in here and then of course the line that will be said at all of our funerals by me <laughs> what is grief if not love persevering right that has launched a thousand ships on the internet just such a dynamite line love i am it. Love it. um that's so that's you know sets that, them up falling in love on a very you know dark thing there with uh, pietro's death then from there we jump to the next flashback of uh, her coming for Vision's body, showing up at Sword. I left this out, but we kind of talked about this earlier when, you know, uh, 
fucking Harkins, whatever the fucking guy, Hawkley, whatever the bad Hockley. guy, Hawkley, Hawkley. When Hawkley's giving his speech to Jimmy and Monica and everybody, he shows a clip that is, you know, she went in there and she stole Vision's body and she brought it here and that's what's going on. She's trying to, you know, get her dead lover back to life and it looks like she has. Uh, we now get this flashback where you know she shows up and she's ready to tear shit up if she has to, but uh, Hawkley invites her back to the meeting room. Hey, how you doing? And he, I just want to get the body. He's like, well, look down there. And she's like, well, what? There's a whole bunch of shit down here. What is that? And then it's oh that's his fucking corpse. We've taken it apart. You, idiot. Yeah, you, you fucking moron. I thought you loved him. You can't recognize his goddamn abs. <laughs> there they are. Because <laughs> I'll tell you right now, if I want, you know what, I'll stop. That's a rare one. That's a rare one. <laughs> when I go in and I'm like, you know what, pull up. That's not really? going to play well. You know we don't need I'm to pro- talk about just, that. Hey, let's Greg, move on. You just opened that door and it was darkness, and you're like, let's. I am, let's. I'm proud of us here. It's kind of funny. I'm proud. We've grown a bit. You know what I mean. We've grown. Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> she sees it and she's like mad about it, of course, and because they're obviously just you know working on his little body or whatever. And so she breaks all the glass and uh, she comes down there and he's like, "Hold up, don't shoot, don't shoot, don't do whatever. Let her see this." And you know he he makes the case, of course, like it's not. Yeah, I understand it's his body or whatever, but it's also like you know gajillion dollars of vibranium and a whole bunch of tech we know that is way better and we need it and it's the government's property. She goes down there and goes over his head and is like, "I can't read you." You know, really understanding that he's gone or whatever. Uh, She bounces, doesn't steal the body. The body's still there. And we're all like, oh, that's interesting. Um, And so, yeah, then... I think then well, we'll she just put it here. Piss, bro. She goes yeah, she's pissed, bro. She's pissed. She gets in the car. She drives uh, to New Jersey. She goes to this plot. I of can go- imagine her in traffic, like it's a fucking green light. Go, like you know. And I'm just gonna fly the car, and she just picks the car up and moves <laughs> it. Uh, she, she gets to this like, plot of land. There's you know just the the frame or the foundation of a house or whatever. And we're like, what is this? What is going on? And she had to envelope in the car- scene before we didn't talk about. It. And she gets there and opens it up, and it's a deed to this plot of land. You know, Vision wrote on it for our future to grow old together. To grow old together, and yeah, it's very sweet. It's got the little heart on it. Up. It's like, ah, you know what I mean. And that's when she goes nuclear. She's like, yeah, and she does a little red thing. She makes the hex and turns everything into the sitcom world, and yada yada yada. And then we understand the grief behind it. Uh, I'm uh, gonna toss quick, it. Real she quick also spits out. Tim, can you emulate? doing that the power thing but then we'll overdub nice nice. greg's sound as you do it and then a lot of vfx a lot of vfx yeah did you have you do give me one of these into the camera move your microphone tim give me one of these in the camera and then yeah cameron kennedy jim lee whoever's watching go ahead and draw some red stuff i want i want a little mini kevin in the red just going (laughs) sure no, <laughs> like slapping his belly. Yeah, if we yeah, get, give me yeah, Corey Cudney. Slap. Corey Cudney, no, give, give no. me Corey Cudney. What I want here is a gif of t- a Scarlet Bitch making this and then having a little dance in red Kevin in the center. A little red <laughs> Kevin. Right. There you go. But I want him to that sort of be like a red. I, I want him to sort of be a red version of the um, dancer from the from from Jabba's uh, palace. In, yeah. In, no, you in nailed it. Exactly what I was thinking too. Exactly. You understand? We don't have footage of Kevin doing this. Kevin, I need you. Kevin, I need you to roll backwards and I need you just to dance a little bit. Just the dance. Just the thing. The thing, turn the a red done. Yeah, oh, the dancing baby from Ally McBeal. That's perfect. Put Kevin's deep fake Kevin's face on that oh, and no. put it on my little head. Yeah, Guys, there's, there's so many programs on the internet. You could do this in 15 minutes. All right, mm-hmm. what I need you all to do right now is, <laughs> all right, put your fucking sweatpants on, <laughs> roll out of bed, knock over the Dr Pepper cans and the Cheetos, and get to work. I, all right, I love it's the so idea. fucking easy. Download deep fake. Download baby from Ally McBeal. <laughs> In, in like a, in like a year, going someone's to that gonna dark be like, place I again. did it on Reddit. 
<laughs> we gotta, we gotta, I'm sure you was much darker. <laughs> we much got, darker. We got a door this open, guys, and there's feet in the darkness right now. <laughs> you know how it is. You know, our kids, they like it in the rough. They yeah. like me, and they like a little, they like they me to do. spit on them a bit to show All them right. I love them. This episode was probably my favorite of the whole series. Fuck this interview? Oh, wow, thank I thought I'd be killing it, but I'm glad you like it so much. What? Our kids like it when they spit on them a little bit. It was the line that got me there. Metaphorically speaking, he meant. Yeah, no, no. I mean, I would never spit on me because of COVID now. Anyway, the penultimate episode that we just watched and just talked about, I think, is what was my favorite. I didn't expect to get flashbacks that were that. I didn't get to get a. I didn't expect to really get a flashback episode, and I didn't expect the flashbacks Mm -hmm. to be that meaningful and good and well done. Um, uh, You know, we got a lot of awesome looks at all the creativity that goes into making this show a 60s vibe, a 70s vibe, an 80s vibe. And I enjoyed the shit out of all of that just to see, because it must have been a blast to be a creator on that and how can we make this a 70s thing? How can we make this an 80s thing? But I think this episode was just probably my favorite front to back. I think I can't wait so for well the documentary done. next week that they're doing mm-hmm. of like how they did this and what they, mm-hmm. they did about this. And someone else to watch on Friday as we get ready for Falcon Winter Soldier. But the penultimate episode not fully done yet, remember. We come out of this last thing and we get the you're chaos magic. You're the Scarlet Witch. Awesome. And then in the mid credit scene we get uh, Harkney, Harkward, Hayward making uh, White Vision. White Vision wakes up. Like, oh man, this guy's got White Vision problems. And then also is this no, Snoopers is going to snoop his last episode, right? Because this is the mm-hmm. episode then without Monica at all and without Pietro. And then we're here to the season uh, series finale. Uh, do, do we want to recap this one? We, I've, we started here. Well, it's, she also well, she also creates vision with her gold belly button or whatever. Um, <laughs> cool. Like something happens where it's like she pees him out or something. What's well, the mind stone inside her, right? Did you yeah, see the screenshot where it looks like he's got a big old dong? Dick. Big old dong. Big old right dick. It's great. I mean, he's um, six foot three. He, it can yeah. be as big as he wants it to be. I mean, he's putting clothes on all the time, taking clothes on. I'd make it eight. It's true. I feel like anytime I was trying to fight, just make yourself invisible. <laughs> the, the honesty that, that like Nick just had right there. Yeah. Yeah, right, I'm, in that, I'm in that room right. whenever you're ready, Greg. I'm in the darkness with you. No, <laughs> so, I love being in the go. darkness. Oh, do you want? I had a great one the other. I, you know what? I'll save it for it. another no, time. If you, ever, it it's if you want to ever know, I had a great one. It, 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 okay, everybody. It. This I, again. We this isn't it. nearly as dark as the other one. But here's the jam I almost had. But we we moved too quickly. And what's comedy all about, Andy? Three rule of three timing. That's right. That's right. Now the other one I was going to be is when you were talking about a uh, oh, green screen Tim's eyes and put little nicks in it. I was going to say, oh man, be careful. One time Nick and I shared a hotel room and I got little nicks in my eyes and it burned. <laughs> oh yeah, the salt. That's, that's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, back to it. So are yeah, we recapping this final episode or not? Yeah, I mean easily. There's a <laughs> bunch of fight scenes. Are we already kind of recapping? Oh yeah, it's super easy. I'm not saying it's hard. I was just wondering if we. Stuff. I wanted to call out a big moment of big dumb Andy happening, which big usually, dumb it's, Andy. It's a common thing, right? Big dumb Andy. But <laughs> the moment that Jimmy Woo calls Cliff, I was like Hawkeye. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is Clint and. Clint, yeah. my little brother then, was like, isn't he Clint? I was like, yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. Yeah, as soon as you said Cliff, I said, no fucking way. And I'm waiting for that. But then out of nowhere, where in the following scene, they're fighting kind of in that little street view or in that little down that street before Agnes wakes up everybody to kind of make them aware of what the hell's happening. Um, it was during that scene that out of nowhere, just a little voice popped in my head. I was like, Andy, that was she said he said Cliff, not Clint. 
I was like, ah, my bad. Thank, uh, thanks, little voice Andy. Yeah, <laughs> I'm big you. dumb Andy. Yeah, big <laughs> I need dumb a little Andy, voice Andy you. for that one. I was like, damn it, I'm an idiot. I'm so stupid. I got because I I think that would have been not great anyway to just bring in Clint out of nowhere. So I'm glad that didn't happen. But at the moment, I was like, no way, dude, this is gonna be cool. Because I just expected like him to just arrow bow and arrow fucking Hayward to the head, Hawkeye or what do we call him, Hockley? Hockley. Yeah, I expect Hawkeye. Hawkeye gets Hockley. Yeah, yeah that'd be Hawk on Hawk crime. Um, Another thing that kind of just, you know, you got to understand this is the Marvel Universe and it's Disney and it's PG-13. But the the scene when Jimmy Woo is kind of detained before he grabs the phone. When they throw him into the farm. Oh, that's afterwards. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Before he like as he's gra- about to grab the phone in this episode. And I like, you know, he's like, they'll be here pretty soon or whatever. He's like, you're bluffing. And he's like, am I? I just expect any sort of military group to just be like, put him, just shoot him. He's the fucking loose end. <laughs> or, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 like yeah. I'm, I'm Hayward. I'm an evil guy, clearly. Just fucking shoot him. Like, like we've shot a bunch of other people that have lied to us because we are a military organization and we make people disappear. Like, I just felt like, ah, take him but away. Like, get him out of here. Like, no way, dude. But I, but I feel like... It's like a very I don't know I guess that that that's an option. I in that moment I was more concerned about like the fact that there's a security guard that walks him to to Hayward. The security guard right? didn't see shit, Kevin. He didn't see a and, damn. And thing. then he just like there's a phone rings. There's a phone rings that no one acknowledges, which is yeah. just phones ringing. Would wild he just picks me it up and stuff in his back pocket. Yeah, and then he just goes over there. And what what should have happened, yeah. Kevin, is the phone you're not ringing. What the fuck are you doing? The f- what just, should happen is the, the phone you, not ringing. You just boof that phone? <laughs> the phone not ringing and him walk up backwards to it and we see like a little camera of his thumb like unlocking and like dialing the phone out. It just made it so much more unbelievable. Yeah, it, just, it was like an 80s movie. He dials it and then Hayward's phone rings and he's like, damn it. Wrong phone number. <laughs> <laughs> are you fucking calling me? Stop uh, calling then- me. The two post credit scenes to talk about them. We get the the scroll talking to Monica Rambo, setting up little Captain Marvel two action, and then a uh, super space, awesome baby. one. Yeah, she's going to space, not grounded anymore. Uh, mm-hmm. And then yeah, the second one with the the Doctor Strange teases there. I loved this. I love it that it just sets us to a place where I didn't expect to be going this direction, and I am here for it. Did you guys enjoy the, the post credit scenes? Yeah, Absolutely. definitely. I. I thought Definitely. the first one was like, eh, all right, cool. I I like that I mean, they they did a good job setting up Phantom, where or no, what, what's her name? Photon. Photon. The like, they they used like a whole season of a show and a little bit of a movie to set up this character. So that, I feel like that's really cool. We've never gotten so much time to develop a character out like that, and but I I was like, uh. All right, ben Mendelsohn cool. did he did he die at the end of Captain Marvel? No, no. he gets shot, but he doesn't. He's like, in far I, from like, home. If this would have been Ben Mendelsohn, I would have fucking popped the hell off. That would have been cool. Yeah. But they just had him for this, and she like you know, homegirl brings him into the room. Somebody wants to talk to you, and out from the corner is Ben Mendelsohn in full, you know, scroll outfit, like. Oh, oh my, my God. No, see, gosh. See, that that's where I thought so it was going to cool. go. I thought, I thought, I mean, I'm dumb and I don't really pay attention. Now. I can't remember if he's alive or not, for Christ's sake. But I thought she was going to go, like, who, what's happening here? Look back and have, and, ha- and hear Samuel L. Jackson's voice, like, Monica Rambo. <laughs> and I was literally like, oh my God, she's getting put into S.H.I.E.L.D., which doesn't really exist anymore, I guess, but whatever. Well, th- 
no. but but it was in yeah, the yeah it, it, they were they were good but it's it i i mean then i i wasn't floored by any of them yeah. you know what i mean oh, yeah. and i so, it, it, then i it's unfair to the show to be like oh man i had higher expectations or i wanted more or yada 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 that's but on me. that's on me it's on me for sure, and that's I mean, like I was I was happy we got one after Monica because Monica's was I was like, no, oh, okay, yeah, like, you know, and then to get there and see her doing the astral projection, I was like, that's pretty cool, okay. But I was still expecting there to be someone to walk through the door, or even the Doctor Strange like portal open or something. Yeah. See, I'm I'm with you in that the the Monica Rambo one was like, it's fine, it's serviceable, it is what it is, but obviously it's not get hyped. Like, who cares? But the second one to me, I was floored just because to me it was proof that. <clears throat> It doesn't have to be a cameo for a post-credit scene to be interesting and, and matter in a way that I'm like genuinely surprised by. And I'm surprised they're going down the path of Wanda being more on the evil side than anything and going delving into the dark magic side of things. And I didn't expect them to do that. So it's like a good surprise to me. So I, I would say that I was floored by that one at least. You want to hit me and, with uh, some of that haiku and review, Andy? Real quick Kevin question. Sorry, the um, the the guy in the sky that uh, I'm a guy in the sky. Monica is going to go sky, talk to, and I'm a that, guy. That is that Nick Fury? Because the last time we it saw could Nick be Talos, Fury, could be Nick Fury. But Talos was on Earth the last time we saw him, right? At the mm-hmm. end of, uh, and he Talk was talking to, to Nick Fury, who was in whatever shield, sword is doing up there. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Man, it's cool. been a while. Well, that's right, because he played Nick home. Fury, right? I, yeah. for, I totally forgot that he yeah. was impersonated Nick Fury in that. I have not. I saw Far From Home in theaters with you all. I haven't seen it since. Yeah, me neither. What's well, setting up back. Secret Invasion, the show? That's weird, because I, I think it's it. next year. I just didn't really care to see it again. Did I really like it? I don't know. Andy, you want to watch it together via okay. Discord? Cool. cool. Greg, you're good. not invited. All right, ready? Fuck. Seven syllables in the middle. You'll need five for the first and last line. If you're not poetic, no need to fret it. Haikus don't need to rhyme. Haiku in review. Haiku in review. It's that very was rare. Awesome. It's very rare that Tim gets got, but he got got on that one. Like I could tell Tim had a genuine reaction to that of being like, I, this was impressive. I <laughs> very much impressed did. me. Did you play that live, or was that something that you pre-recorded? Did not play it live. Pre- I, I made it on a program called Tabit, the program that I learned how to play guitar back in 2002. <laughs> Andy, I want to be clear to you that that is even more impressive, the fact that you <laughs> took time to actually do that. Hell yeah, I Thank love you. You, you can you. go to patreon.com slash kindoffunny to write your review in haiku form. And of course, Miscellaneous has to come in and just absolutely kill the game with a six-parter here doing the plot. Wanda creates Cage, fueled by her pain and rage, just oh. setting the stage. Oh. Vision, unaware that his mind has been impaired. Memories aren't there. Scientist with sword, Wanda wants to be ignored. Hex expands. Oh, Lord. Ah, Agnes gives good. the deets. Her good. betrayal lies in cheats. Wanda's hope depletes. Fucking Wanda shit. fights with Tool, the double vision duel. Punishment? Cruel. In the end, she cries, telling family goodbye. Suited up, she flies. Wow. Hell yeah. That's good. That's Hell very impressive. Yeah. Let's do some ragu bagu, baby. Bring it back to volume one. Ragu. 
Bagu. I like the the sheer volume of clicks that went along with it. <laughs> <laughs> that was What's up, everybody? Welcome to Rad Guys Talk Bad Guys, the podcast within a podcast where we rank all the villains of the MCU universe alongside the X-Men universe. And I think there's some Star Wars people in here. I'm not sure anymore. Um, I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, <laughs> yeah. alongside Nick Scarpino, Tim Geddes, Kevin Coelho, and of course, big, dumb Andy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before we get first off who are we deciding is the villain of this of wandavision is it in fact uh agatha and wanda and hayward so. unfortunately hayward, yeah. i think we have that's to gonna pull him down that's yeah. gonna pull it down so then we have three people on one thing to decide where they go for wandavision if you need a refresher for what the list stands at now, yes do you want me to start at the bottom or the top Let's start from the bottom. Starting at number 36 on the list, it's Jessica Chastain and the Zelda Mummies. <laughs> number 35, it's Dr. Reyes in New Mutants. Number 34, it's these fucks in Thor's 2. In 33, it's these ducks from Wolverine. In number 32, it's Abomination. Number 31, it's Apocalypse, duh. In 30, doesn't matter, Deadpool 2. Number 29, Ronin and Guardians. Uh, number 28, Cross and Ant-Man. Number 27, That Lady from Ghost. Number 26, Phoenix Magneto, X3. Oh, hold on a second. Tim left. We'll have to wait because I don't want him yeah. to be lost. He's going to be like, oh, I think no. it's probably around 27. But like, who was that again? I think yeah, he, lost. he definitely he, needs. He, he left around Ronan. So we'll wait at 29 for Ronan. All right, cool. But yeah, by the way, Kevin, I did send an assets. Uh, oh, I see it. Yep, there it is. There it is. There Thank it is. you. It's very uh, long. It's a lot it's... better than 29. Come on, guys. <laughs> I mean, that's how the votes had it. He uh, crossed from Ant Man, who I know Andy hates, is above Ronan. So that's just like, oh, right that's there. crazy. Because he that's how much he hated him. Ronan, apparently. Cross you know? was awful, dude. I liked Ronan, man. How I bet he... you if he goes back to those episodes, I bet you if you actually go back, there, you hated him. I probably like the yeah, assets something totally different. I'm, sure, I'm, sure. I'm a wild card, Greg. I'll just say you are a wild stuff, card. You know? I've always said that if there's one thing I've said about Andy Cortez, that's he's a wild card. My Tim, we waited for consistent. you. We didn't want you to get lost. Number Got 29, Ro- <laughs> 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 it's number 28, Cross and Ammon. Number 27, <laughs> that lady Tim from Tim Ghost. Gross. Number 26, Magneto Phoenix X23. This is an amazing freeze frame on Tim. Number 25, Loki and Thor. Number 24, Obadiah Stane. Number 23, the Mandrid slash Aldrich. Number 22, The Vision from Solo. Number 21, Mass slash Dormammu. Number 20, Magneto and Brotherhood. Number 19, The Dink in Sentinels. Uh, the Dink and Sentinels. Uh, number 18, Rockwell and Mickey. Number 17, Red Skull. Number 16, Francis Angel Deadpool. Number 15, Cree Jude Lad. Uh, number 14, Ultron. <laughs> Ultron. Number 13, Hydra Cap Wee. Wait, uh, number on. 12. What's Creed Jude, Jude Law? Jude Law. That's, that's, that's from Captain that's Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel. Yeah. Got it, got it. But remember, we put it down to whatever I Whatever it autocorrects to is what it is. Oh, it's the Cree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, number Cree. 12, Striker. Number 11, Pierce Logan, X24. Uh, number 10, Baconator in first class. Number 9, Mysterious from Far From Home. <laughs> number 8, Ego Guardians 2. Number 7, Hell slash Grand Mast, Thor Rag. Number 6, Loki and Avengers. Number 5, Thanos in Endgame. Number 4, Bacon Guy in Civil War. Number 3, Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther. Uh, number 2, The Vulture in Spider-Man. And number 1, Thanos in infinity war does anyone have a strong feeling no 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 i'm lost yeah i would yeah. say it's it's definitely up there but not top three for sure no 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 no, no. i that, would say right? top Greg, 10 can you, at least can you give me who's number 10, 10? Who's 10? One more time? number number 10 is kevin bacon in x-men first class because okay. here's the thing what we need I'd to realize is a lot of villains aren't yeah. that good so True. even though there's some major issues here hayward being 
horrible. Yeah. Like, just what a waste, waste of time. Skin. What if we yeah. took him off the table? What if we just took him no, off the no, table? We can't, no, though. What no, if we can't, though. What if it was like, with the, hey, guys, the I, it's just, Let's just go came. one by one, then, all right? I guess. Give me 10. Give me. Let's start from 10 and see and vote start from 10, at, I think. Start at 51 one more time. <laughs> sure, sorry. Okay. Number 10 is Kevin Bacon in first class. I think they're better yeah. than that. Yeah. yeah. I agree uh, that they're better than Kevin Bacon in first class. Uh, okay, number, number eight is Ego and Guardians. Yes. I think they're better. You do? Well, I, I think, I I think Wanda in general is like top five. Yeah, but Hayward the, the whole thing is Hayward about brings, Yeah, but like Wanda... I feel like yeah, Hayward brings him down a lot. They hit him with a car. But I mean, here's where, brings it back I mean here's where we get into I, 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 Ego, I would have started to debate the vote. Yeah, that's Number seven, Hela and Grandmaster from Thor Ragnarok. We, no, we had, I don't like Hela, man. No, but we Dude, had, we had, performance it, is so we had it so high because... Her performance is good. Jeff Goldblum overran everything. Yeah, we loved yes. her. We loved Hela's performance, but she had some lines that just didn't really work. But Jeff Goldblum brought up that score. <laughs> I think right here, Jeff Goldblum bringing them up is equal to hate Hayward uh, bringing, them down. bringing them down. I agree, what? but I still I would still say it's above it though. What okay. was the Je- what was the Jeff Goldblum line in Ragnarok that I laughed so hard at because he just didn't finish it? Remember <laughs> he just stops mid sentence, yeah, yeah, moves on. Was. Fuck, he's great. I'm not there in the rewatch yet. I'll tell you when I get there. Uh, number six is Loki and Avengers. I mean, I would I would actually put. I mean, I don't know. What's number I, five? I, Number five is Thanos in Endgame. No, yeah, no. way. No. Like, Below that like, for sure. I would say number six that. or number yeah. seven. I can get behind that. I, but, but Hayward sucks so bad, guys. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah but, but, but he's like, not really the bad guy. How many people yeah. she's fucking their lives yeah. over, right? He's an antagonist, but he's not the bad guy. Wanda and is Agatha. the bad guy in this series. And Agatha are the, are, the, are, the, are the sort of real antagonists to the series. I go above Loki. That's my vote. I'll take it. I'll second it. Do I get a third? Do you want? Yeah, you want? Andy's not there. Andy's no, not gonna. I, I, ha, I have them probably at like nine, maybe. I think Hockley's that terrible. Wow. Hockley wow. Sucks. But I think I do think that Wanda and Agatha are that good. Yeah. I feel like I would have to struggle more with the, if this was a decision about Hela. But I, after a rewatch of Avengers recently, I do think that that's not Loki's strongest performance. So I'm with you, Tim. I'll third it. So that's all you need. I guess we need to do a, a full rewatch. We do. Oh, I was talking about remember MCU special ed- in review special edition, where we just watch it this year and then we put up the old episode, but at the back we just put Add five extra thing. minutes. We're like, hey, good. we watched it again. And here's what we think. The quarantine uh, cut. Yeah. Okay, so Wanda, Agatha, and uh, Hockley. Mm-hmm. So then. To see it. Oh, it, it, it corrected to hot key, so that's where we are now. Uh, cool. So now it's just n- top uh, 10, all right? Number one, Thanos. Number two, Vulture. <laughs> number three, Michael B. Jordan. Number four, Bacon Guy. Number five, Thanos in Endgame. Number six, Wanda Agatha Hockey. Number seven, Loki. Number eight, Hella Grandmaster. Number nine, Ego. Number 10, a Mysterious from Far From Home. I feel good about that. I yeah, do too. I like that. I like that all a lot. Right. Now it's time to rank the Marvel Cinematic oh God, Universe. I forgot about uh, this part. Yeah, currently... Kevin, you oh, can bring man, that up. Jesus Thank Christ. you very much. Uh, number one is Endgame, two, Infinity War, three, Homecoming, four, Civil War, five, Ragnarok, six, Winter Soldier, seven, Guardians Shit. of the Galaxy, Volume 2, eight, Avengers, nine, Guardians 1, 10, Iron Man, 11, Far From Home, 12, Black Panther, 13, Doctor Strange, 14, Captain Marvel, 15, Ant-Man and the Wasp, 
16 Ant-Man, 17 Iron Man 2, 18 Age of Ultron, 19 First Avenger, 20 Iron Man 3, 21 Hulk, 22 Thor, 23 Thor, The Dark World. Where do we put WandaVision? I will open the bidding at number seven, putting it above Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 and below Winter Soldier. I oh, I really think that's that's very close to where I want it. I would say number eight above Avengers and then underneath Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. I think this season has been tremendous, really good. Did we get the you know the protagonist fighting someone with their exact same powers at the end? We did, and that's a very phase one, them. phase two. Yeah, I know, <laughs> phase one, phase two, but. Like I think overall it was fun. They did in some really complex stuff, and at the end of the thing, the, like the the real bad guy is grief. You know. Yeah, I'd go even higher. Uh-huh. I'm debating whether I would put it at number five or number six, because Winter Soldier is so good, though. It is. I mean, we're we're talking top tier. I know we're talking. Point, to, yeah, of course. Where yeah, to yeah. me, it is in the number one tier. It's just a debate of exactly where I put it, and I didn't vibe with hella and ragnarok and i thought that like there were issues with that movie um even though i freaking love the shit out of it overall uh and winter soldier is so damn good but i think that it lacks a little bit of the the magic that i enjoy and comedy that i enjoy from the mcu that i think one division did a great job of incorporating all the elements that i love uh but also really taking advantage of the tv format and the decade by decade stuff, all the in, the unique theme songs and all that stuff, the the way that the show kept us questioning what's going on. And instead of just looking at it as, okay, the last episode is the finale and I'm only going to judge that as the payoff, there was payoffs constantly. And I feel like every episode ended with something where we were looking forward to the next week. And this one ended with us looking forward to the rest of the MCU. Like this accomplished what it set out to do, which was take characters that were at most okay in the mcu and making them some of our favorites where we really care uh in the same way that we care about tony and cap and thor you know in in endgame like when we see these characters in a movie next time it's going to mean a lot more and that is extremely exciting to me and i think that overall this was just a fantastic first step into marvel tv so yeah there we go Hmm. i would say i would put it a little bit lower i would probably my my initial thought was around the 14 13 mark Whoa. Um, Whoa. but yeah Whoa. I, 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 that was just you know kind of looking at this list i'm like wow there's a lot of heavy hitters but i don't know i could be i could be dissuaded because it's so it's it's a hard things to to compare to the movies sure. right the movies are such a different experience sure we got we really got like you know a solid what six hours what was the total runtime in this whole series maybe five six hours four and, four and, a, half. and a half four and a half um wow i was way off um but I mean, that's that's a lot of time for character development, and that's really what it focused on. So I think judging off of that, I mean, I I do think this was a a much more personal story than we're getting in, like, for instance, like Far From Home or actually even Guardians of the Galaxy. I don't know. It's tough. Yeah, I would say we can start the voting at maybe fourteen, putting it at fourteen, and go from there. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I would go say just start of, there. Like, I'm gonna yeah, get outvoted, but I would sure, say I don't think sure. it's gonna go below that, right? Like, yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah, sure. but I mean, I, I'm gonna. I don't think he's going to go below seven or eight. I'm going to be closer to Kevin and Greg. I thought it was an achievement to make a show that was so different and so weird and odd and definitely not anything like Marvel that we'd seen Mm. before. And it worked and it kept you guessing from week to week. I don't think the payoff was exactly what we wanted. I didn't... 
I liked the season finale a lot. I wouldn't say it was in the top five episodes of the season, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought it worked, and I think it was just such a, again, such an achievement to actually make that format work and not make the format just a gimmick, right? The fact that mm-hmm. it's still tied in. Uh, as we kept going through the decades, I kept wondering, when is this going to get old? And it never did. And I love that. I love that it ended and the final version of that before we had the flashback episode, we didn't get a please stay tuned because that was the that the TV show was done at that point. Um, I thought the show was just insanely creative. I thought that, um, again, to pull this off in this universe where us Marvel fans expect the Marvel movies to be in here. We only kind of got that towards the end of it. And um, yeah, I thought it was just really, really damn good. And I would put this below Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2, above Avengers. That's exactly where, where I want to put it as well. Um, I, I, if someone had been like, and then there's a moment where they call her the Scarlet Witch and you literally gasp, I would have been like, no, it's not possible. Like, there's, not po- there's no possible Nothing way that makes I'm me gonna, gasp. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be excited to, like, see Scarlet Witch, like, officially become the Scarlet Witch, like a named character, you know, in that sense, where she no longer is Wanda. And uh, Also, and her costume looks so dope. Yeah, it looks so great. Her getting it, her costume at the end really reminded me of Daredevil getting his costume at the end of season one. It's dope as shit. Uh, Kev, you talking about the elicited reactions. Uh well, I've been talking about how Gia's little sister watched the MCU for the first time, like this year, uh, and now they're super in. Uh, she came over last night to watch the finale at midnight, and when the Marvel Studios logo came up, she clapped, and I was like, "This is awesome!" <laughs> like, it. it's it like right this. There. This this gives me a little bit of the old times, which I really love. The old All times. Right, let's let's start uh, the voting with number fourteen. Who thinks it's better than Captain Marvel? Please raise your hand. All of us. Who thinks it's better than Doctor Strange? Nick put oh, his hand down. Who thinks it's better than Black Panther? Everyone except Nick. Far from home. Everyone except Nick. Iron Man. Far from home too Nick. high. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Everyone except Nick. Avengers. Everyone oh. except Nick. Wow. Uh, putting this above Avengers? Okay. History will remember. No, I'm going down. I'm going down. Go back and rewatch Avengers. I just did two days ago, four days ago. Yeah. Uh, Guardians 2. No, I I wanted above Guardians 2. And Kevin put it down, which means that WandaVision is the new number eight. Uh, So the top eight now is Endgame. Bring it up, please. Endgame, Infinity War, three Homecoming, four Civil War, five Ragnarok, six Winter Soldier, seven Guardians 2, and. Did I just mess that up? No, you said it no, right. No, you're eight. good. It's, it's and the next eight. one. Eight. Yes, and eight, WandaVision. WandaVision. So thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, love you guys. We will return eventually with Captain, not Captain Falcon, Falcon and the Winter Soldier Woo! Uh, in about seven weeks from now. So, But the is, plan is to still do Friday reactions to that, right? Exactly. On the screencast audio feed, youtube.com slash kindoffunny for the videos, and then you can get the reactions on the Kind of Funny screencast audio feed each and every week. Exactly. Uh, and then we will do the finale just like we did this and put it into MCU in review. Thank you all for joining me for this. Let us know what you thought of the finale and the season as a whole in the comments below. And until next time, on your left. <laughs>